Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, well, no, actually, I'm not going to say welcome back. It's too presumptuous. They might have never been here before. It's the Super Show podcast, the podcast where we talk about games and mess up intros. I'm going to say at least two out of, uh, two out of every three times. Um, I'm your host for this week, Jamie, doing a horrible job, as is the guarantee. And I'm proud to say, joining me this week, he's back in full voice. Chris, let us hear those pipes, baby. Hello. Wow. It's well, like- hold on, hold on. I'll get it. I'll get in nice and close, yeah. Okay. However, oh my pull, goodness, pulling a little bit of the Robin from the just interesting I, podcast. Shout out! Guarantee fifty percent of the audio only people wanted Chris to sound like who's the guy from South Park who speaks out the thing the in his throat. throat. <laughs> Jonesy, I think yeah. the only way you can top that intro is if you t- let people at home get a sneak peek at your Barry White impression. My Barry White. Imp- I don't mm. have a Barry White impression. Just, just what give us a little. Say, we got it together, didn't we? There we see. There we go. What I like about that was it was Josie showing off his vocal range, you know, a bit of depth to it, but also could be construed as racist if Jonesy ever ends up in some kind of employment tribunal later down the line. Anyway, oh, that's nothing. I look forward to getting you cancelled in about ten years by you know while you're working for Disney. You didn't need that clip there. There are others out there. there. (laughs) Uh, Genuine question: Do you reckon any of us would actually get cancelled if we got a big enough position somewhere? No, because no, you know why? All, all, the, all the ATG content is made private. <laughs> Do you know what? There is, there is, there, there are maybe a couple of things that I, I was pressured to do that now looking back, oh, I'd yes. probably say no. Oh, yes. I, wow. I know one of them. I know one of them. Um, and I don't think that got made private, did it? I'm pretty sure that still lives on, lives free on the internet. I've got no idea. But it was, yeah, not my choice. And no. I was, I was, pre- I would, that's what I would claim. I was like, because it's true, I'd say I was yeah. pressured. It's true, actually. And the only people involved in that situation who could implicate you in it mostly did the same things themselves <laughs> and oftentimes worse. So um, yeah. much worse, much worse. Well, I think you're in the that, clear. That's nice. Um, <laughs> what? It wasn't like, the way sound bad. It wasn't even bad. Do you know what? I was on a podcast once where the, the, the topic got into a, like a rough area. And I think looking back, it could be like, probably wouldn't talk about that now uh, just because it could be. Well, while we're, yeah. while we're, Let's not. While we're talking about things without actually letting people know what we did or said, uh, Jamie and I recorded a very interesting video oh, all time yes. movies once that uh, yeah. will never see the light of day. <laughs> Let's just say, if you ever find yourself producing a piece of content in the future, it might be video content, maybe for TV, for digital platforms, or whatever, and you would like to have some kind of debate, some debate that touches on, you know, the kind of topics that the, the people of today want to hear about. I recommend getting two white men in a, in a voiceover <laughs> booth to discuss it at length, um, because yeah. that's how you get the most diverse possible range of opinions going. Anyway, that's what we've got to offer. In fact, no, we're better than that. We're not just two white men, folks. We're three white men, and we're three white men who talk about games. It's literally the 21st century in a nutshell. It, um, it's never been done. Why has this never been done before? It's never been done. It's not like there's a fucking meme that goes around and goes viral on Twitter like once every two two weeks that looks exactly like us. I mean, yeah. How could that yeah. possibly be the case? And if you did I'm see... I'm not going to lie, Three yeah. White Men does sound like a name for a podcast that three probably already exists. Three, it's got to already three white, exist. Three white, three white when... Three, oh, I can't even say wow. it. Three, that, well, there we go. This, this, are you having a stroke? Can you smell yeah. toast? you just got to do what I did in the intro, which is roll with it. So the actual name of the podcast is... Uh, is Three, three men, three men, well, oh, fuck, I've, let's get on with it anyway. That's the name of the podcast, that there. I like it, I like it. I can see the that. thumbnail now, very, very, very enticing. Yeah. yeah, but 
we're not going to change the name of this podcast anytime soon. That means you can continue to find us on YouTube where you can watch this. You could listen to us theoretically as well. If you minimized it or open another tab, you can, you know, multitask that way. I don't know. You might be working. You might be watching porn, in which case, any recommendations, boys? See any good vids this week? Mm. On the hub? Uh, no. Not, not that I want to admit not really. to. really. Been yeah. a bit flat lately. Can I uh, actually take the opportunity to make a little vocal objection? Is that the name of the video? Yeah, that's promoting? the search term we was looking for. Flat. <laughs> Been a bit flat lately. A little bit flat lately. I'm just I'm just going to say it publicly. I've wow. uh, gotten used to the fact that people use um, sort of like family relations as a way to spice up porn nowadays. Like that that that. <laughs> I'm at the part, point now where I don't care about that anymore. I've just glossed over it. I can look past it. Um, I'm going to say no pissing or pegging on the front page of Pornhub. That's the stance that I'm taking. The wow. Two Ps, two is, big Ps. Hold on, because doesn't the, the, it recommend things it thinks you'll like? So I, share, just I, that. I, I share the internet with a with a rogues gallery of characters, Jonesy, as you well, well know. <laughs> Living yeah, in a shared house in okay, London. Okay, but there is a very, very important question I have for you, Jamie. Are there hot grannies in your area waiting to bone? <laughs> There are hot grannies in my area waiting to bone. There are people telling me how I can grow my penis. And there are occasionally 3D hentai ladies who have oh. sex with dragons. Um, <laughs> and I click on all of them. I just, Do you think anyone ever falls for like the, th- the thing that pops up that says, like, so-and-so in your area? Do you think anyone actually thinks, are they? And clicks on that. Because I don't think anyone yeah, actually believes they're in their area. if there's area, a grandfather right? who's like, well, I'm ready to bone. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he surely doesn't think there is a, there are actual grannies. I, I, I like to think that it's like an, a real actual service, and there's just like this one granny <laughs> out there who's just kind of like so like despondent because no one's responding to her personal ad. Yeah, maybe like, like the maybe. billionaire Nigerian prince who just can't figure out why no one wants his money. Like, I'm I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to give this stuff away, and no one's <laughs> taking it. Christ. Don't don't like, you joke. <laughs> Because I have done that and it didn't work. And we were talking about it before the podcast. I had, in case anyone who listens to this doesn't know, last year I started a show on my YouTube channel where I literally just gave away stuff for free true, and yeah. people didn't believe me. It's I true. tried to like share it on um, like a couple of Reddits and things, like give away things. And people literally did not believe me that it was a real thing. I was like, I, I've given away like over a grand's worth of stuff. Yeah. It's legit. <laughs> It's so weird on the internet when people have no idea who you are or what you do and so become so convinced they know all these sort of super minute details about your life and what you do and how you do it and stuff like that. I I hate that. I hate that where people say, oh, oh yeah, I know. I know exactly your type. And you're like, I'll do one. No, you don't. Exactly. You don't know me, bitch. You don't know me. You probably know us. I once pulled a bird's head off. Did you actually? You don't don't know me. Yeah, I did. It was was a little bird and it fell out its nest and then a cat got to it and it was still alive when I saw it. And I, I felt really bad. So, so I, thought, I killed it. No, so I thought, I'm just going to twist its neck and put it out of its misery, right? Because it was like completely unsalvageable. Yeah. No, I get you, I get you. And so I picked up this little bird and I, I, I just thought like, like, I just thought I'd do this. It was a lot I, weaker I thought, than you thought. I thought I'd just do that. It, yeah, there was like no tension to it at all. And I pulled his fucking head off and I felt terrible for the whole day. Oh, but you do, do you know what? To be fair, you actually achieved your goal probably more efficiently than you meant to, but you felt bad about it. But do you know what? You put that little bird out of its misery, so I think you did a good Mate, thing. yeah, there was no coming back from it. It was all like, fucking like, yeah, it's not good. I had a weird, similar situation, although I wasn't there, but someone I know was there, and they were walking my dog, and someone had shot a pigeon with a an air rifle, and it was like w- really badly wounded. And and um, they were like, oh no, what am I going to do? Like, uh, you know, it's really badly hurt and it's suffering. Like, it was barely alive, this thing. And uh, I think then they realised, and my dog was like, I'll do it. 
<laughs> so my dog just. I'll yeah. do it. It was over. Wait, 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 she didn't say I'll do it, but you could tell. That's, what she that's the kind of shit that just happens outside of London. Sometimes, like my dad went through a midlife crisis at one point and decided that he was so <laughs> vexed and so like alienated from London life that he was just going to move to the countryside. And he made a friend in the countryside called Greg. And one day, a woman hit a deer with her car outside Greg's house. Was so panicked that she'd killed this deer and didn't know what to do that she knocked on Greg's door and Greg was like, like basically saw dollar signs. I was like, yeah, I'll take that fucking deer. So when we go to Greg's house later that day, I arrive and what's Greg doing? Venison. Skinning the deer. And yeah, like yeah. Jonesy's saying, yeah. he's going to take it to the butcher. I was like, hang on a second, I've just driven up the road from London, like where I'm from. I I, I give pigeons a six foot berth, and you're skinning a deer. In your people front used driveway. to regularly at the weekend. People used to regularly pop to my house and be like, uh, "Not I said, not every weekend, but maybe like every sort of month, every other month." And they'd be like, "Oh, I've got a brace of pheasants uh, that we just <laughs> shot," and they're just like, and "My mum would be like, yeah, great, hang them in the front," and then uh, I just get home and there's two dead pheasants just Lovely. hanging up. That, that's oh, when that you, you have you have supper that night and there's a nice like bird breast in front of you. You take a bite into it and you just get buckshot out of your teeth. <laughs> yeah, shot in it. <laughs> Mm. And then you say, someone asks, how does it taste? And you say, it's a bit gamey. And I'm now convinced that that word is like, that word is, no one actually knows what that word means. It's just a word everyone uses to describe nondescript meats that they can't quite put their finger on. If it doesn't if, taste of chicken or have, beef. Exactly. Or pork, literally, if, it, if it's not one of those three and you're confused, just say, it's a bit gamey. But I see. I like. I like game birds. I like. I like game in general. Like. Um, I. I like eating it. I've. Got, I like sticking it on the. Uh, the wood pellet grill. I'm. I'm. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm, wood, I'm wood for that. But see, gamey meat is when you leave it. Leave it hanging for too long, and it goes a little bit. You, know, you don't want to. You don't want to leave yeah. it for too long. And boys, boys yeah, we, we, although you, you know, well, Chris, you know, you know what, another place where pheasants or things that are similar to pheasants get shot. What What is happening with your hair right now? It's 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 long and it's like washed, which is but, two but, things. That, it's rarely long both. Long and washed. Yeah, for, for like people it's, you, who couldn't it's, see it, it, it was it was almost like. Do you remember there was that show that? Um, he's going more and more London toff as he's talking about the difference between London and the country. <laughs> yeah, his hair's yeah. flopping down yeah. and like coming across his yeah. face, like he's got to start flicking it. Nah. No, it's wow. not. I, I was going to say, it's a good look. You know, a good look. Yeah, thank you. Ahead. Well, now, now I'm going to pin it back for the rest of the podcast. You made me feel subconscious. This is what you do to me. You don't let me be me. I can't really, you know, be my true self because you're a, a big fat bully. Anyway, wow. Wow. you know another me a fat, place, yeah. Just another place that you can kill flying things is Duck Hunt. And Duck Hunt is a video game. And you know what we talk about here? We talk about video games. I've already told you that like two or three times, but I've got to remind you that if you are watching us on YouTube, you can like this video, you can subscribe. If you made it this far without being a subscriber already, I don't know A, how you found us, or B, why well you stayed. Done. But yeah, welcome. Leave a comment down below. Well, I, Join I think in. I, I think I'm understanding why our, our week-on-week views are going down. Because <laughs> I don't host every week, baby. That's why. What, what's what's oh. viewer retention skyrocket this week? Um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that because now we're actually going to probably jinx the analytics, it. Jinxed it. and they're probably going to be shit. One place our analytics also fucking stink is on Twitter, where absolutely no one gets in touch with us. But you can break that duck by sending us a little tweet. You can reply to the tweets that we never put out. You could do it. It's Twitter. You can get involved. It's all social, and you can listen to this podcast in Fellas, audio format. You've reminded yeah. me. I've checked, and uh, yeah, there's no, no no messages. So no messages. There you go. You S- could sad life, that. lonely boys. There we go. But then, you know what? Lonely lives are made for changing. I've just made that up. It's not a saying, but I, feel, I could see that stitched into a pillow. 
Yeah, I don't mind it. There you go. Yeah, and if you're lonely and you need uh, voices to fill the void that your loneliness leaves, then you can listen to us in audio format on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, or perhaps even via the power of digital radio over at, Pais- over at paisleyradio.com. And that, you can't do it on demand. You have to be there, be there, there and then. It's like an experience. It's like when Marshmallow was in Fortnite, except it's the Super Show on Paisley Radio, <laughs> Thursdays at 10 p.m. And if you miss it, it repeats on Mondays. That's paisleyradio.com if you want to watch us live or listen well, to it's, us. It, it's like the lotto, right? You've got to be in it to win it. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think we're in it necessarily. <laughs> yeah, if, if if listening to the lottery was a guarantee that you were like you'd win it, then maybe it was like that. But you you, you kind of win by you know getting to listen to the podcast. Hey, whoever listens sure. to this podcast, everybody's a winner because we That's are we are super entertaining. Just ask my yeah. mom. Wow, I mean- that came out wrong. <laughs> Ask your mum. Ask your mom. That sounds like a T-shirt design. Ask your mum about how entertaining I am. <laughs> Just kind of tails off at the end there. Wow. You say you have to be in it to win it, Chris. Um, one Polish game developer might oh, beg to differ this week, though, <laughs> because one company that seemed to be out of it but were now firmly back in it this week um, are CD Projekt Red developers of the infamous RPG that released late last year, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, Probably the most talked about game we've ever had in this podcast at this point, right? Like, just, I don't know. Marvel's Avengers is still up there. I think. Actually, oh, yeah, I, true. I, yeah, but I don't know. Like, like how, how did this? How did this come to be that like Cyberpunk was such a failure, and then we still continuously talk about it? I mean, humans I love guess, a trash fire, right? Like, this is true. Plus, I guess it, it was always like, like there's always there's also a redemption. It's a redemption story there. Surely, that's I what we're hoping I, for. I don't as think well. there's any redemption story here. But hey, you know what? <laughs> well. I might be the only one that thinks that, judging by this new that's, story. That's the thing. So if there is going to be a redemption story, it might have started pretty prematurely because while people were looking forward to further patches and bug fixes and maybe even <coughs> DLC or expansions later on the later on down the line, uh, CDPR probably got a bit of a bump in their, uh, in their bottom line predictions because as the game was relisted on uh, Sony's PlayStation Store, on their digital storefront, which, if anyone remembers, it was sort of taken off as CD Projekt Red put out a, a uh, statement saying that people could start claiming refunds if they were unhappy with the quality of the yeah. product. It was relisted on June 21st. Remember that date? Yeah. Because it became the top-selling digital PS4 game for June. Now you'll know... So at the end of June. So you'll know June yep. 21st, top-selling digital PS4 game for June. Count them. Is it nine days or ten days? I don't remember the rhyme. Yeah, God. and 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 even even worse than that because nine nine days nine days. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Even worse than that because on the storefront there is actually a warning saying, "Careful, boys! If you play this on PS4, it's not going to run that great." Totally. And I'm, but I, we we had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago though because we were talking about obviously when it got relisted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I made the point that um, that people who bought the PlayStation Five digital only edition. Will they'll be the only people who effectively ke- could not play this from the the PlayStation suite of uh, consoles? Because obviously PlayStation Four Pro you could play it, or the, the standard yeah. PlayStation Four, or we, or in fact the PlayStation Five disc version. But the digital PlayStation Five you obviously can only get it from the PlayStation Store. So I'm going to guess that the majority of these sales were to those people. No, but PS Four. No, no, but that's the game. That's the only version of the game that you can buy. So technically, oh, all see. Cyberpunk okay. sales. Are, and you know what? I disagreed with Jonesy when he made that point. But 
in the light of this, it certainly looks like a decent argument. And by the way, for anyone wondering if this was just some weird regional thing where perhaps only one storefront kind of listed its sales numbers, this was actually, according to PlayStation's own blog, so this has come out of PlayStation, it was the top-selling digital PS4 game for June in both Europe and the US and Canada, which are two markets where if you compare them, you see some discrepancies, like usually you know, FIFA might be in one and Madden might be in the other. Yeah, That's the most yeah. obvious example. But Cyberpunk clearly reigning supreme <coughs> in the hashtag West. Um, but yeah. I mean... Do you boys think, obviously, there's the argument Jonesy made, which was there may be uh, people with a PlayStation 5 digital console, which, for anyone that doesn't remember, doesn't actually even have a physical disk drive, so might have been waiting for this. But could this also be just sort of like a strange thing where a patch came out, you know, people within CD Projekt Red came out and said that they believed that the quality of the game was now sufficient, that they were happy to put it back in people's hands. It came back on the store. There was a bit of like a, not a marketing push necessarily, but there was much more discussion. You boys both, I believe, I think reinstalled it just because it felt like it was in the conversation a little bit more. And I wonder if also maybe people realized that it was cheaper than I expected it to be because the price tag has been yeah. knocked down a few bucks over the months. It, are these all factors? Um, it's a weird one because it's so I would think they were all factors um, so yeah it was on a bit of sale it, there was some money off of it so it was a bit cheaper and if you hadn't played it also the fact that they've released a whole load of patches might um, after this length of time people might have assumed it's in a better state than it was um, but the, the thing that makes me think it surely is led by the PlayStation 5 digital sale uh, for the PlayStation 5 digital version is because you could probably go and buy a disc version of this game mm. if you had access to that for cheaper from um you know a rebuy store or from yeah. another uh, another supplier like it's place the PlayStation store is never the cheapest way to pick up a game if you have the the, the option of going disc true so i don't know i think i think this has got to be the PlayStation 5 digital you say that well, I, but I will say also laziness you're right it was back factor. in the conversation laziness <laughs> that's so true in, no in so true. much as like Josie oh, talks about true. how the PlayStation storefront is never the cheapest place and he's right but it is the only place i've bought games for about the last three years now (laughs) that's a good point let me let me give you guys two uh, you know tangential uh things to think about okay is it possible that nothing else interesting has really come out around this time so it's it's almost like well i've got money to burn and i want to buy a game and oh there's cyberpunk on the front page of the fucking playstation store (laughs) that's the one thing it could be. Do you, want me to li- do you want me to list off the games that came second and third and fourth? Yeah. So you can get an mm. idea. I mean, it'll be so like your, your FIFA and your CODs, right? GTA. Yeah, so you, yeah you GTA, GTA 5, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, uh, and Minecraft. Okay. So next, all, all so, so, yeah, basically all, just... All games that have been on the store for a very long time. Yeah, it's just the yeah, year-round sellers. Exactly. Right? So that's, that's the one side of it. The other side of this uh, tangential coin, if you will... If you will indulge me, if you will, uh, you know, humor me, could it be that us and the people that listen to us are just fucking gaming nerds who care about this shit? And the majority of the sales that they got initially and now are from people that actually aren't clued up as to like all the shit that's happening with cyberpunk. And they don't care. They just see this game that was advertised to them. They're like, that looks cool. It's got banging soundtrack. Look, there's Keanu Reeves. I'm going to play this game, and then they yeah. won't. Yeah. And then and then they get the game, and maybe it maybe it runs at 
I mean, I don't know how it runs now on PS4. Plus, we've got to remember PS4 Pro is, you know, better. But Oh, man, I hope these aren't people with a PS4 buying this, like a basic version. But, but, but like, okay, hold on, because I, the, I'd be curious to, not that I would, because I've, I've bought this game already, I'm not going to buy it again, but I'd be curious to know how it currently runs on PS4 with all these patches. Because if it runs at, like, a relatively stable 25 frames a second, I would imagine that the same people that I'm talking about, the people that don't really give that much shit about like the intricacies of the gaming kind of sphere, mm. they're not going to care that they're getting 25 frames instead of 30. So, I think it's more like 20 from what I from even, what I read. Even 20, dude. Like there are PlayStation 4 games that run worse. Well, yeah, well not yeah, worse, but run like that. About yeah. that, about yeah. the same, yeah. I, 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 no, I was going to say, I, I think you're spot on in that, like, uh, we, we reference it quite a lot, you know, the, the yeah, idea gamer of, with like, a G. yeah, and, and, and being in a vacuum and whether that's Twitter or Reddit or YouTube or our little <laughs> community on Discord, which you can uh, join if you sign up oh. on the Patreon for $2 a month, you know, we, we've, we forget how relatively small we are in the grand scheme of things. And I saw one of the perfect encapsulations of that fact was in an interview with uh, Ken Levine, who was the mm. kind of the writer and the creator of all, all the Bioshock games. And uh, he was doing sort of like pub, uh, sort of publicity and interviews and so on and so forth for Bioshock Infinite. And he was talking about the experience of like trying to promote Bioshock Infinite and, you know, talking to different groups and like when they were trying to figure out like how they were going to promote the game and market the game and said that at one point he found himself talking to a bunch of or be set up to talk to a bunch of college age men and said to himself, you know, Bioshock was a big deal. Like people came out, like people understood Bioshock, they know what it's about. Like, they're going to have heard of this game, they know it's coming out. And he said he went into this room and none of them had a clue what he was talking about. And they were his they were his demographic. And there's yeah. a great quote here. Um, so basically, he was a... The, the, uh, the, you might guys might not remember, but the uh, box art for Bioshock Infinite ended up becoming a little bit generic and it fell into yes. that kind of cool guy striking daddy, pose right? on the front cover. No, Bioshock Infinite specifically, oh, Bioshock the original. Infinite. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sorry. it ended up being the... Um, the uh, the the kind of generic hero striking a pose, and I, I've pulled up the yeah. quotes that he gave at the time. He says, "One of the these t- when 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 the back is turned and he's he's holding the gun on the side, and he's going looking at the camera." Over exactly, the exactly. Yeah. And he says, "By the time you get to the store or see an ad, the Bioshock fan knows about the game. The money we're spending on PR, the conversations with game journalists—that's for the fans. For the people who aren't informed, that's who the box art is for." And then this is just an analogy that I, I like. I you, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I like it quite a lot, guys. Our gaming world, we sometimes forget, is so important to us, but there are plenty of products that I buy that I don't spend a lot of time thinking about. My salad dressing. If there's a new <laughs> salad dressing come out, coming out, I would have no idea. I use salad dressing, but I don't read salad dressing weekly. I don't care who makes it. I don't know only the personalities in the salad dressing business. Like it's well, a weird... I mean, I- don't get me wrong, like, uh, gaming being a salad, creative salad industry. industry versus the income of the gaming right. industry. Because because there is no salad dressing weekly, but obviously if you, you imagine yeah. that uh, analogy being I mean, a little there bit... Is. <laughs> I mean, maybe there is, but if you imagine it being a little J- bit, Jamie, a bit less uh, reductive... Jamie, editor-in-chief. But th- there are people, and I remember... But you, we all remember being a kid who was like, which game has the coolest box art? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say I'm still like this with some games. Like, I, I still get to a point where you, I don't really know anything about the game outside of I played it for a bit and I enjoyed it. And I don't really want to, like, get too into the weeds of 
who made it, where it's yeah, from, the type yeah. of game it is. You just want to enjoy it for a little bit. There's, there's entire genres, to be fair, where I'm still kind of like that, where I, I don't delve into them anywhere near as much as I yeah. do into other genres. Um, so I can absolutely think that there are people out there who know nothing beyond, you know, the little bit that they play. I, I, yeah. I, got, two, I got two little anecdotes for you guys. All right. Love it. So, so the one is I listened to this um, Dota 2 podcast uh, called We Say Things with Cinderin and Sunsvan, or Sunsvan and Cinderin rather. Um, but anyway, and they, they don't just cover Dota news. Like they, all right, Sunsvan does this like NBA segment at the start of it. Then they talk about Dota. And then if they talk about something else, like when the new consoles launched and uh, Sunsvan and Cinderin were talking about like the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and but they, like hearing them talk about this stuff, they're not clued up on it like we are clued up on it. And I found it so frustrating. And then they talk about another like wider gaming related thing. And he's like, I don't, I don't, I, what was he talking about? PC specs or something like that, like a new video card or something. And he's like, oh yeah, it's a new NVIDIA RTX something. And I was like, oh my God, this is mental to me. It's like frustrating me so much, but I've come to appreciate the fact that I'm just a nerd for these kinds of things. He's a nerd for other kinds of things. And we, I have a Venn diagram where we interlap our interests with Dota. Right. True. That's the one yeah. side of the, the anecdote. The other anecdote, I can't remember where, so it was on Twitter somewhere. And it kind of relates to this in a way, but there was a, a guy talking about how their development experience on creating a PS2 game. And the, they made this game and they took it for certification and PlayStation was like, it's, it's not running, not running good enough, fellas. It's like you're hitting 20 frames a second and we want 30 frames a second, right? So they, they went back to the drawing board. They, well, not drawing board, but they went, you know, opened up the hood, tinkered about in the engine, couldn't get it to go above 20. So what did they do? They authored a piece of code that just took the, the FPS counter in the corner and added 10 frames to it. Like just faked physically, it. just faked it. And then they sent it back to, to PlayStation. PlayStation certified it. Because <laughs> guess what? Normal people aren't going to notice the difference of 10 frames. Oh, bro. That gives me like... That's Phil. Do you know, do you know, what, do you know what I'd love to do? <laughs> I'd love to take get a YouTube video where you get a load of super hardcore PC master race. You know, the kind of people that claim they can't play video games below 60 frames a second. <laughs> and what you do right. is you show them a series of random ordered videos that, of gameplay ranging from anywhere from 60 frames a second up to like 240 at like, yeah. I don't know, 40 frame per second intervals and to have them guess which is, which is running <laughs> at which frame rate and see like at what level their perception just drops off. Oh, but then you, then you do some of that placebo effect and you show them like 30 FPS and you say it's 60 FPS and they'll be like, oh yeah, this this feels so fucking smooth, bro. Yeah. It's like, does it? That's like the, um, what's the equivalent where you get the bottle of wine out of, you know, and you go to like a, or have like a sommelier bring a really oh, nice yeah. bottle of wine and pour it and go, this is a really expensive bottle of red yeah. and then they drink, people drink it. <laughs> oh, the best wine I've ever tasted. Then you give them a, like, yeah, this is a cheap bottle of crap. And you get some like weird, some weird spotty kid to pour it for them and then they drink it and they're like, totally. yeah, that's rubbish. And then you reverse yeah. the, um, the price of the wine and people fall for it every time. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition a few weeks ago, completely forgot what frame rate it was and I was running around in circles on the Normandy going like that, like trying to fix and I couldn't I couldn't tell for my sins it was 30 uh, but I, I, I genuinely couldn't and obviously think, side by side I would have known the difference but in the moment uh, having to guess there and then I was like is is that 
Is that 60? Is it, it's, it's, yeah, but yeah, that, that's just me. Well, there we go. Um, <laughs> any other closing thoughts on Cyberpunk, though? When do we think we're going to start seeing some free content? Because I want to fucking play this game. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And I think I said it on like the, a podcast like two or three weeks ago. Um, and I said that I, I think that Cyberpunk, uh, that CD Projekt Red, we're just going to abandon it. Uh, wow. But okay. No. What the free con? The free DLC? Yeah. Because why bother? Because I had it in my head. Because they sold eight million copies. Maybe. Yeah. But but I thought uh, to my internal. You are a lunatic. My internal justification. About? Hey, on, on the fucking banner of this, it says hot takes and trash opinions. <laughs> I've got to deliver. You guys trying to be all sensible here? You fucking idiots. Um, but no. In, Chris coming with the trash opinions right now. In my mind, living in the uh, the gamer world with a capital G. It was like, no one's buying Cyberpunk 2077 in 2021. It's like the cautionary tale of our times, right? And it's like, they've got zero fucking sales. And I was like, if, they've got, if they're getting no sales this year, there's no way. This is why they've been dragging their feet, bringing out these fucking patch fixes that don't really fix anything. So maybe a few missions here and there. And, you know, they delay their fucking roadmap. And it's like, oh, I know why they're doing this. But then this shit comes out where it's like, oh, yeah, the best fucking selling PS4 digital game for June from June 21st. It's like, fellas, we're getting that DLC. It's a, it's a weird one because I hate the way uh, the games industry is like seems to be notoriously bad for this. But they'll, they'll release like a list of games that did well in June, for example, but there's no numbers attached to anything. So you've got <laughs> no way of actually telling. Like, So, for example, Ratchet & Clank smashed it in June. It was the top of the PlayStation 5 digital yeah. list, of course, for, Europe, for USA and for Europe. Like, no one's going to be surprised at that. Um, it sold really well. But when it comes to the PlayStation 4 it's digital list, it's like, how do you know... Because they don't give you any numbers. So just because it even topped that list, it doesn't really tell us anything. Yeah. Five people bought this, four people bought COD, three people <laughs> yeah, bought imagine. FIFA, two people bought Madden. Yeah. Then you've got to look at the... They're not, they're not, I can't help but think, but look at the install base. Like The PS4 install base is huge. And then if you have got the PlayStation 5 uh, digital tied in with that, like I, but I have zero idea. I genuinely have no idea. So you could be right, Chris, but you could be completely wrong as well. No, like, like I said, like, hands up. Like, I and fine fit maybe <laughs> naively and and trashedly uh thought that you know cyberpunk would just say you know what that that's we've made all our money that we're going to make from this and we're just going to call it a day but I i've say, come around to thinking otherwise yeah i guess the other thing that maybe you, you don't know you don't know for sure and you can hope this but obviously you never know if you're being naive in, in, a, in a different way uh, or at least overly optimistic, which is that CD Projekt Red seemed, at least up to this point, that they cared about reputation and they cared about what people thought about them and doing the right thing. Um, and, you know, this obviously, every company is going to stop doing that and stop being that guy at some point, but they still want to be around and they still want to continue to sell products. And <coughs> one thing that CD Projekt Red's history has shown is that if you get the... Uh, get the wheels rolling on a on a project that maybe needs a bit of work after launch soon enough, then you can keep selling it for years and years and years to come because I'm sure we're going to be expressing the same uncertainty around PlayStation Store numbers in December when <laughs> The Witcher 3 inevitably becomes the number one best-selling game in the world, again, as the season two of the Netflix show premieres alongside the next-gen patch for The Witcher 3 yeah, yeah. and new DLC based on the show. So, like, the fact... 
obviously they could be separate teams they could be separate schools of thought and like you said chris they could just see the numbers they saw and draw a line under it wholesale but they've still also got this other project in the back of their mind that dictates to them hey if you commit to this thing and turn it around and get people back on your side get fans back on your side enough fans that you can have your own convention based around your franchise fucking hell then see that you'll sell that game for six years that's what that's one way of thinking but the other way of thinking is the Bethesda thing of saying you don't need to prove that you can fix a game. <laughs> you just well, steamroll onto the next one and then eventually you, get well, bought but, over but, by Microsoft. Bethesda have done both, right? Because yeah, you know, Skyrim, Skyrim, Skyrim is one example of Fallout 76. And like, I'm sure they love... But you're absolutely right because Fallout 76 is an example of, hey, the studio that made Skyrim looked at this and said, ah, we can't Skyrim this one. You know, we can't keep selling this for another decade. <laughs> Everyone fair, wants though, to, but sometimes you can't. To be fair, though, to, to put egg, egg on my face, they are kind of supporting it way longer than anyone yeah, but, thought they oh, would. Oh, but like, fucking, it, it's still shit. Like, I, I played that game like six months ago since they put the NPCs and dialogue and talk. Since people could talk again, boys. And um turns out it's still fucking shit. Well, Sorry. Oh, for, for me, the big thing is is the install base from the game. Like, there's so many people that bought that game and have it, and like, not many people at all refunded it by by any yeah, yeah. you know by any any sort of release. That Do you know why, say. Jonesy? Because they don't fucking realise that they're playing a broken game. But this is we kind of get a bit caught up in the whole broken game thing. I think because you even we even said like there are games that run at 20 frames a second on the PlayStation 4 that no one has gone that mad about. But then Cyberpunk seemed to be a bit of a different animal because I think we were so hopeful about it. You talk about The Witcher 3, and The Witcher 3 was a very buggy game at launch, and they did a lot of work to that game over the years, and they massively improved upon um, how it was when it came out. They, then we talk about obviously the the next gen update for Witcher Three. They're they're doing the next gen update for um, Cyberpunk. We don't know when it will come out. It's supposed to obviously be Q four, I think it is. Um, remains to be seen if that will happen. But there's no reason for them not to support this. There's which, and in my mind, then there's no reason to not release the free DLC because then they can even bring out paid DLC in the future if they want. And if they get that game into a workable state, like as um, Death Stranding, which has a much smaller install base, you've got to imagine, yeah. than, than Cyberpunk, they're bringing out paid DLC in the Director's Cut version for um, a game yeah. like that with seemingly kind of little additions in, you know, the, the thing. Well, sort of sorry, no, hang on, Josie. There's a catapult now. <laughs> and it's 10 quid for a catapult so Hell what yeah. you know if you've got 8 million people own cyberpunk and you can say hey we actually put brain dances into the game as you thought they would exist and you can buy them and you can play them and you can da 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 but it's a fiver and you're like yes yeah, sod it I'll do that it's only 5 quid <laughs> and you've just made like well, I can't even do the maths on that what 40 you've just made 40 million quid so well, I guess yeah. what Jones, if everyone did it what Jonesy's trying to say is folks keep your eyes peeled for cyberpunk 2077 2077 director's cut in stores soon. <laughs> yeah, the director's cut. You did, yeah, the, you did the saving. Saving. That's not the first time we've done saving. CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> are kind of hard things to say. And you go CDPR for CD Projekt Red, but then the other version of that is like CP 2077, but that doesn't work. You yeah. can type that, but you can't say it. And then there's DLC and MTX. And then RTX. Can I say, Jamie said that hit the nail on the head for me. He said overly optimistic. And there are so many people who have, who already own Cyberpunk 
who are overly optimistic about what that game could still be, it is a license to print money. There is no way on earth that well, some yeah, projectors don't support, the thing is don't this, support right? that game going forward. If, it would be insanity. If we got the game, or if they ever deliver the game that we were hyped for, then it's like the best game ever. But they don't need to now, right? They, all they need to do now is deliver things which move in the right direction, and they can even start to attach price tags to those things. I kind of think yeah. Josie's right. I think the goalposts yeah. move, and you end up being compared more to what you actually were when you released compared to what you promised prior to release. Yeah. Which is, again, that's just our sort of short-sightedness in some respects. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there we go. An interesting one, and a game that no doubt we're going to continue to talk about for Six weeks, years. months, years to come. Who knows? We might even talk about it later on in this very podcast, folks. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, how about we break things up with a bit of a comment of the week? Oh, I love it. Oh, I like it. This comes in from one of my favorite names in the Super Show community. It's Valdemar Martinez Jr., which is an, it feels like a name that's crying out for a rolled R in there somewhere. Is it on the Valdemar or the Martinez? What do we reckon? Or, or, is, it, or is it Martinez? Oh, I, I love that. I think it's on the junior. Valdemar so got, Martinez junior. There we go. Chris, Chris has got it in one. Every time we need a, a name like that said out loud. Chris oh, I, I get it. Job. Get the ethnic person to say the ethnic I, name, yeah? Yeah. Did you roll the R? Or the G? I can't even roll my R's. I, I can't do it. It's a Valdemar you have to try. Martinez junior. There you go. Ooh, he snuck one in there. You, you know, but Jonesy, it's podcast law. If you admit you can't roll your R's, you have to try it. Exactly. I, I know true. I can't. Yeah, you know you have <laughs> you to gotta try, try it. it. You've got to try it. It's literally podcast law. You've got to make yourself a fool now. And but I don't even it. know how you do it. Yeah, that's the point of this gang, Jonesy. Well, wow. you know what? Wow. <laughs> You've ruined like this one of bit. The, that's like one of those memes where the dog is co- like cold. <laughs> and it goes, So a, I don't know what you call it, like a... An, an extended relative of mine is uh, from uh, Eastern Europe, and she was telling me how rolling your R's or trilling your R's, as it's also known, oh. is um, is almost like uh, if you can't do it where she's from, it's almost like a speech impediment. So yeah. it's like having a lisp or something. The same as drag, can, dragging your G's. Can you drag your G? Drag it through the what's, dirt. What's that? You go. Oh, when you. Oh, like you can't do it. You can't do it. I can't do that. Yeah, but no. Chris has got that whole sort of like that superiority complex where every every you could do you could do it literally the same way that he does it, and you go, ah, you can't do it. You can't do it. (laughs) And also, while we're on the topic, I'm not being funny, but trilling sounds like a dirty word. Trilling does. That sounds like the way Michael Douglas caught you know what. No, I know what's going to happen. Is Jamie's going to trilling cause, cause, too hard? Because Jamie asked for it at the beginning of the podcast, didn't he? He needs a new search term. So now he's going to go into Pornhub. He's going to go trilling. trilling. Boys, when trilling makes the front page of the hub, that's when I'm out. And I don't care that's if it's in the trilling. recommended for you section. I share this. It's not just my IP. Okay, it's not just my IP. Anyway, let's go on to what <laughs> Valdemar. What does Valdemar Martinez Junior say? Valdemar says, "I don't care much for hub worlds, but the Super Show Infinity is by far the ah, best hub yeah. world ever created. Ten out of ten, love it there." And oh, man. Um, I've got to be honest, this isn't something I considered before, but now that it's entered my mind, thanks to Valdemar, the idea of Super Show Infinity, this kind of never-ending, interconnected hub world that somehow connects all facets of the Super Show, I, I, I want to live there as well. Should we build it in VR? Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, people can this, visit. I'm imagining this now, Jonesy, and you're gonna, this is where you have to put your game development hat on. Go back to the time you made the game where the ball rolls around and collects the cubes. So you put on the <laughs> VR headset, 
and I, you're you're in some kind of are we in like a, like a VR chat style lobby and there's different doors like there's the podcasts hold there's on the YouTube I don't think channel. I can do doors oh, it, it's, it's there like, are big walls Josie hasn't watched the doors tutorial yet yeah. <laughs> you are we are the ball I'd like to imagine it would be something out of like lawnmower man oh okay okay <laughs> you know, I'm with you where it's like Jamie's face like, all crazy like oh no what how much do you think? It, how much do you think Stephen King costs if you wanted him to write a novel based on us? I think like, it's about fifty quid. I think it's I just just a bag of cocaine, fellas. Like, come on. Actually, I like that. Yeah, it's just a baggie. <laughs> one, just one small one. <laughs> You'll do anything. Do you know? What? Is it fa- Family Guy where he's like, uh, the lamp monster's coming to get you, and he's, <laughs> and he's like, are you even trying anymore? <laughs> it Doesn't is. A, it is a scary thought, though. As Sort of multiverses and um, hub worlds yeah, we, continue to become a, a well, a, at least a talking point in entertainment. We might have to consider at one point what like a a virtual reality super show space looks like. So these are important conversations. Yeah. We're getting ahead of the curb here. I need some ideas. Hmm. I yeah. think. Oh, okay. I've got I've got an idea to start off with. Okay. I've got, uh, I've got let's one say, percolating. Let, let, let's say one. Of, let's say one of them is like <laughs> at some part part of this multiverse is some kind of like a super show lounge. It's kind of like a laid back area. It plays sort of jazz style music. It's all very low key. But one mm. of the things I, I, I've always thought would be such a cool idea, but no one's ever done it, is uh, you uh, you make get a pool table or a snooker table, and obviously there are holes. But you could do little sort of like decals to make the holes look like there's something else. So on every you know thing, the decal, it's Steph doing like goatsy. So the the whole of the pool t- looks like Steph, and that's what you're hitting the balls into. So that would wow. be kind of like the centerpiece of the room, I think. I like it's it. It's really funny. Do you, not joking. Do you know what my my thinking was? Does it involve right. Steph spreading his arse out? Because you got a smile on your face. <laughs> not quite, not quite. But we could, we could, we could utilize that decal that you made. See, the whole point of this is to take what you've already done and recycle it in jo- other jo- ways. Josie only has to create one asset this way. It's exactly. genius. I love it. It's <laughs> it's like those VR chat things or the the fucking Roblox things where yeah. they've just got one texture that's just kind of fucking repeated all the time. But no, I was thinking, you know, very classy. You've got your your hub world and you. You go off, okay, so you've got your jazz lounge. And I was thinking there's a, a very nice kind of like a, a room with like a, a, a like a blinking light, like not like constantly blinking, like it's almost like it's not powered correctly. And you go in there and there's a toilet seat there. And when you sit on the toilet, there's a little hole up okay. around about like, like I'd say like, like face height, probably. And um, the longer you sit there, the longer... You get what I'm saying, kind of. But I want you to explain it in grim detail. Basically, you go in there virtually into that room, and you sit down on the toilet, and you wait. Okay, and and a, a timer starts going. And what happens is the the flickering of the light is uh, Morse code. All right. Okay. And there's a notepad there, and you can write down the Morse code. And if you crack the code, what happens is. Steph comes over to your house, IRL, and goatsies on you. God, sounds like a like a Call of Duty Zombies Easter egg. Exactly, Do you know man. what? He'd it's enjoy like the next walk. level. Next level. He'd oh, enjoy the he walk. Loves he'd, the think, walk. he'd think it was uh, the greatest open world. Steph, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We're, we're taking the piss. But Steph would just put on his headphones and listen to Metallica, and he'd be there in 20 minutes. True. 
I can't what was we once had a, convers- a great conversation <laughs> where we were talking about Red Dead Redemptions on like open world and Steph said if I just put my headphones on and go for a walk nothing happens to me between like so what was it like for a couple of miles <laughs> so that's uh, so you don't need like that much interaction in open world which <laughs> I love that I love that point because it's true Not wrong. nothing happens to him for a couple of miles wherever he's walking uh, yeah. so can I, do you know what I think the hub world should be you walk through a curtain and it is like the weird red room out of Twin Peaks. Okay. Well, see, this is great because Chris is already a midget and he speaks backwards a oh. lot of the time. No, I'm joking. No. Um, <laughs> we make it backwards at two times speed. Isn't like, I swear he was, he's either, that dude is either one of two things. He's either the one dude who wouldn't come back because he thought he should have been getting paid more when they brought Twin uh, Peaks back. <laughs> either back. that or he's dead. Or yeah, both. he died. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he died. Like, uh, no, but I, I think before we're, he died, yeah, there was some like, thing where... There's complications but I think, when you, that happens. So I, but I think both things happened really close together. I think like he was the one holdout who, like, no, I want more money. Even though it's like, dude, like, this is, you're talking to David... Like, David Lynch could come up with anything to replace you. Think of this I guy's brain crazy. He literally had a Netflix spe- special where it was him interrogating a, a chimp. <laughs> That's a that's a I mean, I dead, need to see dead that. honest thing. I think it's called like what 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 Jimmy did or something. You can speak, can't you? Admit it. Yeah, no, really. That's pretty much what it was. I uh, I, we, I didn't watch um, Twin Peaks until like quite late on, and then uh, I think it was only a couple of years before they brought it back. And I, I love Twin Peaks, the original series. That was fantastic. When yeah. the uh, I watched the new series, it was utter trash, and I was like, oh wow, this is crap. So do you know what? I, I, okay, I, I there, can't there argue. It it's called. It's called "What Did Jack Do?" And sorry, it it wasn't a chimp. It was a, it was an outbreak monkey. You know that that kind of monkey. Oh, and like, called, oh, and, and more of an Netflix. ape. No, no that's like a, a little that's black a and white proper monkey, monkey. Like, a, like a marmoset. Macaque? Like a mac- is it a macaque? I'm thinking a macaque. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, and and it's in black and white, and it's literally just uh, fucking David Lynch interrogating. Oh. This monkey. You, you, you know when I said that you shouldn't um, hold out for more money from David Lynch because he could literally replace <laughs> you with anything because of the way his brain works? This yeah, is literally yeah. from the Wikipedia page of the little guy from Twin Peaks who, I should say, is actually dead, so RIP. But he goes, his character instead appears as a tree-like computer-generated effect and is voiced by an uncredited actor. And so I was like, yeah, that's why you don't argue with David Lynch. He'd just replace <laughs> you with a tree yeah. or, or a tree-like it, effect. you just call it art, right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't think he even cares. He probably doesn't even call it art. Speaking of lynching, actual art, yeah. though, Jonesy, can I... I know we're kind of rough when it comes to, like, homework and asking people to, like, play games as part of an assignment because it doesn't always work out because life doesn't work out that way. But if I honestly wholeheartedly ask you to check something out because I think it would be fascinating to get your opinion on it, would you? And it's free to play. Yeah, of course. It's a game called Tower Unite. And it's on Steam, I believe. You should be able to download it on Steam, I believe. And it is kind of what we're describing, which is one of these things where, like, it's a free-to-play, almost, like, weird social hub. Almost like VR chat, but without the VR or the chat. And, like, you just go (laughs) around, like, playing these weird mini-games that exist in the world. But it's got this weird kind of, like, Steam Workshop functionality where you can be any character that people have created, including, like, licensed and trademarked and copyrighted stuff. Right. So, like... You'll like the DeLorean will just be like walking around Tower Unite next to Optimus <laughs> Prime, next to fucking the midget from Twin Peaks. As, I, I don't know. I, Weird. I wanted to. I you see, the, the, this is shit like this that I hear that just really makes me wish that ATG streams was still the thing. 
because so we, we could have a lot time, of fun you know? with that, right? Yeah. Or, or, or even just like the because an, an ATG strand where it's like, hey, you, you should play this because I feel like we always have those moments for each other where it's like, yeah. I know you and you should play this because you'll have an interesting thing to say about it. Anyway, thank you very much, Valdemar. You provided us with lots of uh, interesting uh, <laughs> um, food for thought there. I'm sorry so much of that food pertained to a, a former colleague's bumhole. Well, move on, move on. Let's call it what it is. It's a bumhole. Yeah, you know what isn't so much of a bumhole? Our Patreon. Because it's wow. how... It's how we make the money that we occasionally use to pay for rent and bills. And that's how that. we stay I alive. Um, and the link you can go to if you want to support us on Patreon is patreon.com forward slash super show. we got all kinds of great sort of perks and benefits. Like I said earlier, if you join the $2 a month tier, you can get access to our Discord. It's a private little server where we hang out, we have fun, we chitter chatter. Jonesy kind of gets excited about it like once every sort of two weeks and like uh, one in the morning we'll just sort of check in and, and reply to stuff and uh, that's what I love the most about it and that's the reason that you should check it out as well there's other stuff there too there's uh, Patreon exclusive videos Patreon exclusive podcasts um, going back donkeys years now and it's all there oh, for you wow, to check okay. out and no, we, need, we need to we need to get on on the ball of making more of that stuff. Gen, gen, genuinely, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, we do need to do more, but there are technically speaking, uh, patron exclusive podcasts and videos going back over a year now. Well, yeah. For example, if you wanted to see us talk about the Last of Us Part Two for over three hours on the hottest day of the year, <sighs> oh you could God. do that via the Patreon what a podcast. Anyway, that link once again, it's the it's patreon.com forward slash super show. And we're going to give some shout outs to the people that are already very kindly and very generously supporting us and making the dream a reality. And they are Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy. Guys, I'm trying to read the Patreon names out. Stop tickling my toesy woesies. Uh, that joke that. will uh, will get old eventually, but we're running with it for now. Yes, we can, Don Nielsen. Keep it, sorry to interrupt. He's probably going to keep it so that all of us can say it, right? Actually, yeah, that's a probably a good idea. Yeah. Everyone gets at least one round. Uh, I'll read it again, just in case there was any overlap, <laughs> and I want everyone to have their moment in the spotlight here. Jesper Camdell Nielsen, Joe Velacujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starful Kids, Zach Cream, and the head honchos, the big dogs up top, the suits, the moles at the top mm. of the circus. Shout out to Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. It's Shellshock, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. Thank you all so much for your kindness, for your generosity. And while we are still here and we can knowingly and lovingly take the piss out of our plummeting YouTube views and our <laughs> growing misfortunes, it means that much more to us that you are still there and still engaging with us and still um, supporting what we do. So thank you all so much. Hell yeah, thank you. Thank really. you, guys. I, anyway, I, I think uh, I think the the day that our patrons desert us is it's the day that I call it uh, quits on uh, planet Earth. Do you know what? Do you know what? Wow. I, 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 I'm I'm of the opinion, and like, don't get me wrong. We may get to a point one day, whether it's YouTube or Patreon or some combination of the two, where this gets tested. But I don't ever want to stop doing this, really, because. <laughs> to put it bluntly, the money never got significant enough that any of us could rely on it, you know, or like need, yeah. need it in our lives. We had to find other alternatives and solutions, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it gives me an excuse to sit down and talk to you guys about games, which, as Jonesy and I were talking about uh, when we first jumped on a Discord call, like when we're all working and we're all busy, we don't really do it. 
not like we can on this podcast anyway. No, so, um, occasional uh, WhatsApp messages, right? Exactly. So even if it's just for us, I'm here for it. That's what I'm saying, I guess. Um, uh, me too. Good. And Jonesy, talking about speaking, I was about to say talking about talking about games. What's wrong with the English language? Give me more options. <laughs> Create more words. I don't care about inflation. <laughs> Give me more. Talking about talking about games, Jonesy, um, what have you been playing this past week? I have been playing uh, some Resident Evil 2 Remake. Mm. This is what I've been playing this week. I decided, um, I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, uh, that it was on sale, so I picked it up. I haven't played it yet. Um, I actually got my teeth into it, and I've sunk a few hours into it now. Oh. Um, uh, the, 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 did your teeth get into the flesh of that game? The brains? Uh, uh, zombies? <laughs> it did. Um, I, don't think I, I don't know if I'm going to play any more, though. <laughs> oh, what? Hang on a second. It's not even that long, depending on if you do both people. Do, do you know what it is, okay? I've, I really enjoyed it. And this is, I, I know I'm going to get like comments like I did last week about <laughs> Jonesy liking, what is it? Uh, Jonesy doesn't want to play Dead Space. He wants safe to play space. Safe Space. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I love the whole zombie thing. I've always been into it. And I like the whole shambly, slow zombie thing. I think it's like really cool. Slight aside, I've played something else as well that I mentioned after this, but that nails it. Um, well, in some ways it nails it. Um, but, but And this remake is a great, it's fantastic. It's such a brilliant remake. Um, I really enjoy, I like all the visuals. I think they've done a fantastic job of it. Uh, really enjoyed maybe the first, I don't know how long I was playing it for, like three and a half hours, four hours, um, to sort of get into. So I went through the police station, did all the medallions, got into the underneath area, got back oh, into wow, the police okay. station. Which, okay, that weirded me out because they're like, you can get out of here. There's a secret passage. Uh, You've got to find the medallions. Did it. Got into the secret passage. Got underground. Found a car park. Came back into the same goddamn place. And I was like, well, what a shit secret passage that was. <laughs> anyway, aside, you then meet Mr. X, who in the original version of the game obviously wasn't as much of a main thing. In this is a main part of the main story. And I immediately was like, I don't like this. Like, he's... <laughs> He's just following me yeah. everywhere and I really don't enjoy it. And now you've put me under stress that I didn't want. I quite liked the the walk around, like nail up the windows, find all your stuff, go to different rooms, kind of know what you're dealing with. There's a zombie here. He's a bit of a bullet sponge, but you can kind of do your thing. I don't like the Mr. X thing where he's just unstoppable. You know, he's like juggernaut. There's nothing you can do and you've yeah. got to just crack on, always well, knowing he's going to arrive at some point. Jonesy, can I interest you in the Resident Evil 3 remake then? <laughs> no, but this, 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 I know this is the Resident Evil, this, and Resident Evil seemed to go obviously down this route and it, and it went that way. And now with um, obviously Village and everything, and, and yeah. what, I suppose it was 6, uh, that is what those games are. It is an unstoppable enemy following you and... F- freaking you out and that's not something i've ever enjoyed about the newer ones i don't like that sense of being hunted constantly mm. and i only i never played that much of the originals i played one and two but i didn't play them to completion and i thought it was much less of a thing in the originals the originals were much more like you wandering around searching for stuff and scary zombies and then they they threaded in the unstoppable enemy thing further down the line if i remember um, and now they've made it more prominent in the remake, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I like it. And I say, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to play some more. I'm going to see how I get on. But I don't know. I might call it a day. <laughs> wow. Okay. Fair enough. 
I mean, I do, but I'll see. I'll see how I go on. It depends how long that section is. I don't want to play it forever. Like, I don't want that to keep dragging. The, are you, are you playing so. it on PlayStation or on? Oh, you said on PC. Steam. Okay, so why don't you just download like one of the mods that turns them into like fucking? I don't know. Macho, I'm, like I'm Macho Man, Randy Savage. I don't like. It's not that he's the characters scary. It's just like the 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 way the game plays. I I don't I don't want to be followed around constantly, feeling like I've got. Okay. Of, under pressure of you, time. You, you could make it sense. even worse and get the, the Mr. X mod where he's just completely naked with this massive fucking donkey piece. <laughs> this doesn't help. Yeah. What about the one where DMX sort of plays every time he's about to <laughs> yeah. bust through a door? <laughs> these, I think these will yeah. make it worse. This will make it like, you know, I'm just going to start to freak out every time I hear DMX. Um, do you know what? But, but yeah. do you know what? Apart from that, fantastic yeah, um, fantastic remake. I will say, I did get to a strange section where I even Googled it because I was like, shit, I've got no ammo, I've got no secondary, and I was like, I've, and there was, I had to go and do a certain number of things, and the dogs hadn't even been released yet. Um, oh, yeah, that bit. So you're in the car park and you've got to release the dogs. I, hate and I was like, that. what I'm going to do? Maybe I'm going to have to quit because I've, and, and I've done it wrong because how have I got <laughs> no ammo? Yeah, looked up online and people were like, oh, don't worry about it. You can just dodge the dogs and they won't get you. Lit- and they were right. Yeah. <laughs> you just strafe a couple of times and they can't touch you. Yeah. Like, okay, that was easy. No, that bit does stick out in my memory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jamie, you played on stream, right? I did play it on stream, yeah. Because I, I want to say it was, I think it came out uh, at a time where it was sort of like we started streaming and it was still kind of relevant, relevant-ish yeah. to play early in 20, God, let me get my ears right, 19? Yeah. Yeah. Was it like um, March? Yes. And I remember it was kind of like we were early to streaming on YouTube and we were still kind of like figuring out what worked and what didn't because that was a game we actually. <laughs> we never figured it out, dude. <laughs> well, but put it this way that was still at a point where we play a game to completion. So we played that yeah. like three or four live streams in a row. <laughs> and I also played it um, offline. Well, so like in work terms uh, at home. Uh, yeah. So I. I technically finished that game twice simultaneously and I experienced a similar amount of discomfort <laughs> at the hands of Mr. X as Jonesy's conveying here. <laughs> um, I don't know why really I pushed through. I think just because I, I enjoyed the quiet moments enough that I was like, I know he's going to wait, go away. I just have to kind of like keep pushing through. Um, and yeah, I got there eventually. Got there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I totally get it. Like if games like, I don't know, Outlast and and like Jonesy said, Resident Evil 7 and I presume Resident Evil Village have taught us anything. It's that like enemies that can't be killed that stalk you, I think are probably like the single scariest things in video games at the moment for my money. So yeah, pretty rough. I, and Metro, I, I, Metroid Dread, here we go. Bro, so if, yeah, if Metroid Dread comes out and the, the gimmick is that thing's following you around, like I don't, I don't like that. I don't want that. That, that is the gimmick. I feel like it's often a lot of games. A lot of games give you the opportunity to to set your own pace, and if you if you want to take a breather to like explore, because this is the other thing with open, especially with open world games, obviously exploration and <laughs> and exploring is a really big thing, and you kind of pace games on your own. So games that take that ability away from you, especially when they're given it to you, I get why they do it in a game like this. It's it's a very useful tool, but. It's not something I enjoy often in games, which is why I don't usually seek out games with it. The only reason, one of the only reasons I played this was because I'd played it. Um, I think we talked about it last week. I played it at an event and thought it was fantastic, like the shooting, the, yeah. the the look, the visuals, everything. I didn't remember it being actually all the enemies being as spongy as they are, and that's one thing that has kind of was a little bit more frustrating. Like eight head or seven headshots or something to take down just a random zombie is a little bit frustrating. Um, 
But it, it just sounds know, like you need to sort out your aim, Jonesy. No, no, no Jonesy, seven. I'm playing but, with mouse but and also keyboard, like yeah. seven headshots. The, I want to say, um, and I, someone might correct me on this in the comments, but I think that the amount of bullets an enemy might take is one of the things that is part of the adaptive difficulty that Resident Evil games run in the background. Oh, right. Um, yeah, right. So, and and that's one of the ones where like like enemies have you you've probably had it Jonesy where sometimes you'll shoot an enemy twice in the head and on the second bullet it will just explode and then other people will eat them and it will never explode you'll put seven bullets into them they go down for 30 seconds and the next time you run through the area they're back up again somehow like that yes. game is weirdly inconsistent with with how much damage enemies take I I found it I think toward the beginning it was more like that but it did it did, did seem to be toward the like where I'm at now that every enemy was taking so many bullets to put honestly to put down. You're, it's probably because you're not dying and you're quote unquote doing well, right? I, yeah, I didn't really take any damage for a, like a long, long time. I think the first time I actually took any damage was um, was probably Mister X was like the first time that I actually. Oh no, actually that's not true. So it was the first time with I can't remember the guy's name, the weird dude with the eye, uh, you know, the eye and the head thing where you're underground, like the the boss, the first sort of boss fight you do apart. Oh, from okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then that was surprising. And I was like, Jesus, I haven't taken any damage yet in this game, and this dude's absolutely messing me up. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so now that's why I ended up with no ammo, because I, I had loads, and then suddenly it was like, every enemy takes. But that game, anyone who hasn't played it, there are some amazing little bits in that where there'll be a body sitting against a wall for like a long time, and you walk past them multiple times, and then randomly uh, you'll go back into an area, and the body will be gone. And then you'll go around a corner to go and do something and it'll be there like banging on a wall because it's got up and walked off. And I'm like, that's, I really like that. It's yeah, like that's a very, cool. um, yeah, it's, it's a, they've done a, a fantastic job of that game. It is, it is really good. Um, I'll briefly mention the other zombie one that I played that I mentioned, that I, I referenced, which was uh, Watch Dogs Legion of the Dead, which I actually got time to play the alpha of that, um, uh, which is very alpha. So, you know, I won't give it, I won't criti- critique it too much. But one of the things I really do like about that is um, if you are like me and you kind of like that traditional zombie thing where you can run around the streets um, and the, everything's sort of slow and shambly, they've done quite a nice job in that of you really do feel like the zombies just kind of are there and you have to, if you sneak, you can sort of sneak past them, but they will notice you on occasion and you'll sort of pull a group of zombies toward you Um if they do notice that you're there and they'll start to gravitate towards you and you might think you're fine because you're, you're facing sort of a group of enemies in one direction, but somehow you end up with a few like kind of almost surrounded. And that game does quite a nice job of um, pushing the, cause it's a multiplayer, like up to four player co-op multiplayer. Uh, it does quite a nice thing of saying like, you can't just kill every enemy in that game at all. You'll just run out of ammo yeah. and you really do need to work together it's very alpha. If anyone does want to have a little um, tinker with it, it, there's not a lot going on in that game except for run to this location, you know, make your way through the zombies or the enemy, the human <coughs> enemies that still exist. Collect a couple of things <clears throat> and then get to another point. And there's not a lot else going on. It's so kind is it of more a like a, more like a proof of concept than anything else. Yeah, like they need to actually flesh it out and they need to put more stuff into it. It feel it doesn't even feel like a um, Watchdogs Legion. Like there's not yeah. you can hack still and you can hack. Uh, cameras and you can hack street things but there's, there aren't really any cars you can drive there's a couple but they're more like do, perks do you, ha- do you hack, the the zomb- hack the zombies you can't hack the zombies oh. um, you can hack the drones and things and you can shoot at the zombies but it does boil down to you're walking around the streets groups of zombies are there and you've got to sort of try and sneak around them and play it safe And um, but it, it's, it's the alpha is quite repetitive 
because it's not enough. Yeah. There is not I th- enough. I thought there, I thought that main game was quite repetitive when you kind of settled into a way yeah, you like to approach it. Because you mentioned oh, hacking, dude. You mentioned hacking drones. That's all I did. As I got to the point where I could easily uh, hijack like the police drones or the riot drones or whatever that had yeah. guns on them, and I just like tear through each outpost, just kill everyone with this one drone, and that, that walk in after everyone was dead. <laughs> well, imagine that. Imagine how uh, sort of samey that was. Yeah. Now strip that back by about 95%. Great. <laughs> and now you've got Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah. That sounds sound like a Ubisoft game. It does. It's, it's also funny, like I did think earlier when you introduced <laughs> it and you said it's very alpha, and I was thinking, yes, it's alpha. In a game that's been out for, say, within a game that's been out for like eight months, so like, the, you know, the mode it's like... The, how I don't know. I think the word alpha in situations <laughs> like that is dumb. But there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they've released it as an alpha, but I think the reason they they've, re- no, the reason they've released it as an alpha. That's a way of saying, hey, it, it, that doesn't. I don't think it means it's an alpha. I don't think anyone working on that game uses the term alpha. I think it just means like not in that sense. That's the stage before it goes. Let some people play it. Let more people play it. It's out. Alpha beta. There's release. no way. There's no way they can do that with this. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, you're probably right. Unfortunately, but. It's there's just not there's nothing to like, there's nothing to do apart from <laughs> walk around the streets. Oh, there's a group of zombies. Okay, we'll sneak around this corner. Oh, there's a group of zombies. We'll sneak around that corner. That's about it. Like yeah, but you're forgetting <laughs> the appeal of playing the DLC as Aiden Pierce with his legendary cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the most. That's wow. the weirdest thing for me when people do. Yeah, and like why? That's not enough to bring someone into playing that game. <laughs> and they start going, oh, yeah, you can play as Aiden, you can play as, what's his name? Wrench. R- R- Wrench, that's it, I can't remember his name. I was going to say Reek, that's from uh, Game of Thrones. Wrench, like, yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, come on now. But no, Legion of the Dead, it, like, it's got some potential. I actually like what they've done with it so far, but they need to come up with some game modes that aren't just sneak, collect, parcel. Because all they're doing is the whole, they say, okay, this is what it does is, it puts something you want in an area where there are more zombies. So rather than sneaking around the zombies, you have to go into the area with the zombies. That's literally it. Yeah, yeah. And that's not enough of a game, like that's not a game mode. Like you need more. I'll tell you what, I, and then I, it's, and then I look forward to Ubisoft design. taking five years to um, flesh it out into a full game and, and call it uh, Watch Dogs Legion Quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they don't actually release it as is. Yeah. But then think of something like um, uh, Red Dead. Uh, was it? Was it Red Dead, Undead Nightmare? Yes. Yeah. Like how good that was. I didn't finish Red Dead because I finished Undead Nightmare because I was so <laughs> in love with Undead Nightmare. Like that was such a well fleshed out zombie thing that they made. I loved that. Uh, and this is the opposite to that at the moment. It's got potential, like I said. It does have potential, but they need to actually flesh out some game modes. Can't believe you didn't finish Red <laughs> oh, Dead. I would say. Anyone who's anyone who's got Watch Dogs Legion, I know with PC especially, it was for just free to download. If anyone wants to have a go at the alpha, it just seemed to pop up on the Epic Store when I went on there one day. So um, oh, yeah. I guess that's how they're running it. Oh, one other thing I'll mention very briefly: today is the day that the DeLorean came back to Rocket League. This is the second so time in t- second time in two that, weeks. Like, why do you keep shilling for this specific in-game purchase? Because I am a massive Back to the Future fan. And I really wanted the DeLorean, the DeLorean, and you couldn't get it. And now you can get it. And do you know what I did before the podcast? I logged into Rocket League and, and I downloaded it. it. And I, I re-downloaded <sighs> Rocket League and I got the DeLorean. And if anyone out there didn't get it because they didn't know it's only around for a week, I think, I would hate for them to miss it because someone didn't tell them. So wow. if you want the DeLorean, get in there. Get 
into Rocket League and get it. Well, there you go. That's it from me. Thank you. Okay, then, Chris, how about you? Do you have any microtransactions that you want to shill for this week? Um, no. No, okay, but good. I will just I will just shill on my own stream, which I haven't <clears> streamed <throat> in uh, over two weeks. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, twitch.tv forward slash hot panic. Uh, the last time I streamed, fellas, was shortly after we recorded the last, po- last podcast where we were all together because I missed yes. a week. Uh, and that was my birthday stream. And mm. I streamed some Dark Souls. I went up against Ornstein and Smo, notorious uh, bad dudes. Uh, and I managed to beat them on the stream. I was very nice. uh, triumphant. Uh, beat a couple of more bosses after that as well. So very happy with that. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I haven't uh, streamed much is because I've started a new job. So, you know, enjoying it. Hooray! Um, and there we go. So it's been a bit full on trying to, you know, start a new job and think about streaming. I don't I don't know when I'm going to start, but it's going to be an evening affair at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've just been retreading old ground, I think, with, with some of the games that I've been playing as well. So um, on the train journey to Manchester for my induction to the new job, um, I brought my Switch with me and I, pl- I played some like Super Mario Galaxy, you know, nice and easy, you know, get that music going, fucking have a good time. Uh, and then I, I noticed that I, I still had Dragon Quest Eleven S on my Switch and I hadn't really played it a lot, like maybe an hour. Mm. So just sunk a, a couple of more hours into that game. It's it's a good game. It's a game that I wish I had more time to play. Well, uh, I am at heart a it could be, it could be your I travel love game. my JRPGs. It could be my travel game. Yeah, you're not wrong. But like... <laughs> How daunting that a travel game that you only get to play like once a month mm. is kind of like... Yeah, you're not going to get far in that anytime soon. Are you? Yeah, like, like, okay, Super Mario Galaxy could be a travel game because you don't have to worry about where you left off. You just fucking go into the next thing. But in Dragon Quest Eleven, it's like, I, I got to do what now? And and how does how do these systems work? Explain it to me again? I don't know. It, it's like that old uh, age-old thing, well, age-old thing, but the thing that they've been saying now of like, memes where games should have a previously on Jamie's playtime. Ah, yes. Actually, 100%. more so previously on Jonesy's playtime. Oh, like, we'd be all over that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like where's that as a fucking PS5 card feature, you fucking so Honestly, I would. Like, the, the first console to have a, a feature where, like, it can art, like, it has an AI that is capable of doing that. Genius. Yeah. I think some, Mate, game, it, some it, games do do it, right? To to a degree, Dragon Quest Eleven does it. They just kind of fill you in on the story where you left off. Okay. But it's it, it's not like you. The Witcher did it. You quite were well. on your way to this town to speak to this person to complete this quest. Okay. Okay. Right. Witcher Three did that well without the little the little thing where it gave you. A, it was like a very brief cut. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Thing, like, Geralt yeah. is is rocked up at Rivia to do da 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 da, but yeah, it wasn't bespoke. It didn't tell you what you were doing, I yeah. suppose. And then, and then yeah. yeah, like a, like an AI solution actually would be great because then as you're playing it, it'd just be like a pop up would say like, "Do you want us to tell you about this game system again? Yeah. Maybe in like a really succinct way that'll just jog your memory." But then we, yeah. you also get into like guy. dodgy territory where it gets. Like almost too clever, and then to take Jonesy's sort of Witcher example, like if The Witcher Four had an AI version, it's like Geralt of Rivia has stood still for the past seven hours without entering the pause menu. 
based on the audio we picked up from your PlayStation camera, you were probably doing the laundry. It's like, well, it doesn't really help me. And then masturbating furiously. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We could see it, but we couldn't see it, if you know what I mean. And then it was like, and then the AI's like, would you like help with your technique? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Geralt has some tips. Stop watching me. (laughs) But yeah. As as long as any of these things have got the, uh, who's the guy from 24 where he used to be like, Jack Bauer. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, No, but the actor, what's the actor's called? Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer, that's it. Kiefer Sutherland. That's a great cool. shout. Yeah. Yeah. I, or hire us. Can you imagine like booting up a game you haven't played in like six months and there's us three just fucking gaggling like a couple of bitches. Yeah, that should put you off, wouldn't it? Yeah, I feel but like we'll do it. game sales we'll do might it. go down in that scenario. <laughs> Hell yeah. The um, other game that I've been playing. It's a feature of the abandoned app <coughs> coming yeah. to PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Kojima's hired us. We, yeah. We, uh, the cat's out the bag now. The, the strange thing about Caraman is if you translate it from Turkish to Japanese back <laughs> to English, it actually translates to previously on. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, then the other game, like I said, I've just been retreading all ground, been playing no new games because I have been playing some more Cyberpunk. Mm. Um, How much? Great game. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great game. No, yeah, you know what it is. You know what it is. It's, it's, it, it's not a great game. It's not a. It's not. It's not a great game. It's not a good game. It's. It's neither of those Ooh. things. You know what it is. No, you know what it is. Uh, this is. This is the realization I've come to. It's a fucking cool game. Right. Okay. Like. Okay. It's not good. That sounds like a good thing. It's not thing. great. The, the story's good. The story's good. The gameplay's a little bit. Meh. The getting traveling A to B is terrible, but it's a. Everything about it is just fucking cool, and. That, that's a USP for a lot of people, as, as we can tell. But yeah, I was just like, and, and I've gotten so into kind of like the coolness factor of it that I've been listening to the soundtrack on Spotify while I mm. toil away during the day. Yeah, nice. I'm looking to the day when we can finally all sit down and talk about that game and Jamie can join in and then we can all talk about like how good it is, what we enjoyed. Da, 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 yeah, there it good. is. He's got it. He's got it. He's holding it to the camera. <laughs> still in the packaging. Yeah, still shiny. And it, and it doesn't even need to be because it's there's just a code in there somewhere. Yeah. You know what? I was I realized the other day I'm probably going to wait so long and then the code's going to have an expiration date or something that I didn't realize. <laughs> so. Or it'll be £1.50. Like no, you won't or, even be bothered to open or it. Or you, you keep it for the next eight generations you know what? of consoles and then, and then sell it at auction. Like I, I, I cop- also... Sealed copy of like fucking Super Mario 64. Yeah. And get like fucking $1.5 million or something. Because I've also got the the statuette from E3 2018. That's still sealed. Ooh. And See, I've that, got that the, would have been worth a lot of money if Cyberpunk was good. Yeah, true. And I've got the jacket from E3 2019 unworn, but not yeah. obviously no packaging on that. So I, I got the jacket as well, but I, I, I've. I, there's a bit of blood on it now. So. <laughs> right. From uh, actually, do we want to know where from? No. Is that, okay, that's part of the fun. We get gets left to the imagination. Okay, okay. It, it was Steph's goatee, right? He pulled it a little oh, bit too hard. Oh, okay. Uh, There's a bit of a tear. See, I did wonder what you two got up to after that one night where you went through late night karaoke sessions. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Steph at the karaoke. What that's, a memory. 
What a memory! What a memory! Because what a guy! You know, oh, nothing, hell yeah. nothing but respect for the people who go to karaoke bars. The karaoke bars where people take it seriously, not like drunk people yeah. hogging the mic, but like go up on stage one at a time, sing your fucking song to everyone in this establishment. And he went up there. Yeah, yeah. And, and people might not know this, uh, uh, but Steph actually—and this is no joke—Steph has the voice of an angel. <laughs> I'm not surprised. He's got, he can sing. He's got a he's, he's got so a great good. he's he's got a good voice. He's got a good. He sung "Teenage Dirtbag," right by Wheatus. Yeah, by Wheatus. Um, yeah. What a what a banger! But yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, so I was, I was I was hated. One of our old um, one of our old bosses <coughs> back in back. This is a long going back quite a while. He did karaoke with another one of our old bosses, <laughs> and he got filmed, and everyone had joined the company got shown that video and I felt so sorry for the dude. It was like, that's cardinal sin of like karaoke. You cannot film it and then show should, everyone should, you Wait, meet. should I know what this is? Uh, did you never see it? I don't think I saw this video, but then I don't, oh, I'm not 100% sure who done. you're talking about. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you after. I mean, yeah, there were, anyway. there were, put it this way, there were, this sounds dodgier than I actually mean it, I mean it to be, but there were lots of videos that became required watching for new employees at that company. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. That's not a, All them, that's you, not you got to get, it, it was almost like part of your onboarding of your, you know, like your, your welcome, your employee handbook. Watch yeah. these memes to understand when we talk about them. Exactly. I th- and ideally, I think it was my first day I got shown this video of, of someone singing karaoke, and I was like, "That's really out of order, man." Because he looked, I, he knew what was going on as well, and he just looked beaten. He was like, uh, just totally, "I don't know how much sympathy to feel because I don't know who we're talking about." It's a very strange situation to be in. Like, I'm some, sure you could guess. I, I, I can know, but I can think of some people who deserve it, and some people who I'm like, eh, "That's not really their style." No one, no one deserves it. Yeah, there's no a, there's, unless you're Steph uh, and you're some, the voice of an angel. Some people deserve it. Hey, Steph's karaoke was committed to film. It was, it was. In, the, in the in the Gamescom blog. It's part of the archives now. Yeah, I think I've got it knocking about somewhere. I, I need to upload it for our patrons. Uh, now we, we, we can leave that one there. We can leave nah, <laughs> that and and all the vlogs for that matter can get I've got left. Got them all, baby. I've got uh, them all knocking we about. Don't, we don't need to. Do you know what we need to do? We need to talk about games. Okay. Well, look. Just to wrap it up. Okay. I played old games. Old games are still good. If you want, if you have a hankering for a, a really in-depth old-school JRPG, well, not old-school, but like new-school, old-school, just fucking pick up Dragon Quest Eleven S. Like, it's so cheap on pretty much every single platform. Just go play it. Like, this is the funny thing about like, oh, I can't wait for this kind of game. Well, have you played Dragon Quest Eleven S? Just play it. It is, it is. I always find that a really strange thing. Like, I don't play. I, you know, I wait for a new game and I get really excited about a new game yeah. coming out. And I like pre-order. It. There's so many games I haven't played that already are out there. Only came out a few years ago. And if I just sort of like spent a few quid, I could play them and I'd really enjoy them. And you get I the definitive don't. edition where it's like all of the DLC yep. and yeah. blah 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 blah. It's been and patched. You don't even have to wait that times. long for it, dude. Like sometimes you just have to wait like six months. I want to say I want to say like Martin Ruffle is really good at doing. Oh, that. he's the king of it. Shout He'll go back and play phenomenal games. The definitive editions, he's like, oh, I played, and he, he nearly always finishes them, and he'll yeah. message him and go, oh, what did you think of that game? And you're like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, didn't quite finish it, da 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 you know, other games come out, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just, I got it like a month ago, I've played it, I really enjoyed it, I finished all of it, I, I platinumed it, I've completed it, I did all the trophies, whatever, and you're like, you play games the right way. Yeah. I wish that is how I played I, games. I will tell you and this much. Like, I got it for a fiver. I will tell you this much, if, if Martin was part of the Super Show, 
officially, not unofficially, because he is unofficially part of this. He's always in our hearts. Uh, you and me, Jonesy, would be the least gamer gamers on the channel. I reckon he games more than we game. Uh, he definitely finishes more games. I, 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 more games I, I would put money on him spending more time in total than... Yeah. I think Jonesy has I think Jonesy has big weeks depending on how many things he takes on and which consoles they're on and how addicted to me gets you know yeah yeah depends how much work I've got and on Chris well. if I don't have too much work on I really get into yeah. it and Chris is the you're the same like right like the right game at the right time on the right platform with your life in a certain position like you'd go mental if you could. Like I did with Sekiro and I did with God of War and Spider-Man as an example. Right, uh, yeah. I haven't had much of that lately. Um, I, I honestly would have thought that Cyberpunk would have been the one that I did it to, but uh... didn't kind of pan out that way. And what's kind of happened now is uh, my time is so fragmented, right? which is kind of strange to say, seeing as I was fucking unemployed for a year and a half, but it's true. My time was so fragmented that the... Anytime it was like gaming, it was like, okay, well, I'll just hop on Dota or Warzone or Apex or these multiplayer games that don't actually get you anywhere beyond yeah. just enjoy- the enjoyment and the time, but there's it's no those progression. Ones. Yeah, you know what I mean. They Come eat on. your time I, and you get nothing for it. I still you can't do get something up. for it, but it's very much in the, in the, in the moment. It's not like a yeah. continual thing. I, I, st- I still can't shake off Warzone. Uh, that's yeah. still a thing for me, regrettably. To the tune of like maybe like six to ten hours a week, I guess more or less. Ooh, um, I'd be I lucky if I get six today. to ten hours. Yeah, I'd be lucky if I get six to ten hours of general gaming a week. I, I deleted it today, Warzone. Yes, yes, wow, yes Jonesy. Deleted it today. Don't you um, feel free? Don't you feel free? Like a weight has been lifted. It's it started to try and install an update, and I was like, do you know what? I haven't played you for weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're out of here. And you know what? Good choice because yeah, that update they fucking nerfed it. Almost every gun in the fucking game. So oh, wow. whatever. Okay. I was just getting used to. You know, I'm not even going to get into talk conversations about oh, meta because oh, people so don't bitter. care. People don't care anymore because it's Warzone. But Warzone, <laughs> Warzone's a very good game at its best. Um, it, but it's it not is new. A good game. It's not new. And no. fortunately, I do have something oh. new to talk about. Um, a game that uh, is technically speaking out tomorrow, unless you're a virgin like me who bought the deluxe edition, in which case you've been playing it since uh, Wednesday. I think, and that's Formula One 2021, uh, oh, the nice. brand new Formula yeah, yeah. One game, which is, I think, at least briefly worth talking about in the podcast because while I think, you know, sometimes conversations <laughs> about annualized sports games, which is technically kind of what F1 is, especially now it's being published by EA can be a little bit redundant because everyone expects sort of like, you know, roster updates and graphical improvements and sort yeah. of like minor improvements on track and all of that is there and, you know, it's still accounted for. But there is one new addition to this year's game which might be of more general interest, which is a story mode. Hooray! Um, because <laughs> so I, that's create, cool. I like Create that. your own race and, and climb up the, the podium. No, yeah. it's, not, it's not even that because that's kind of what a career mode is, right? This is a sort of like... Yeah. FIFA The Journey or Fight Night Champion style scripted character that you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't choose their name or their face. They're a, a, an actual dude with a Can voice actor. Yeah. You are Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Start off eight years old. No. So, <laughs> Go-karts. Do you know what, actually? It's interesting you mentioned that because games like um, 
the FIFA story mode called The Journey. And I remember one in Madden, I think it was called Longshot. They do do the thing of like, hey, here's you as a kid, and this is why you're into it. And your dad is played by Mahershala Ali, and you're going to play catch with him in the garden, and that's why you love football. Um, One of the things about Breaking Point is it doesn't do that. It seems like it's uh, far more inspired by the Netflix Drive to Survive style of um, creating drama, which is that like, hey, a certain amount of this is going to exist on track and we're going to create uh, dramatic situations and dramatic cutscenes and pivotal points in the story through traditional Formula One antics, like uh, in ba- in fighting between teammates and battling over who's the number one and the number two driver and who's getting preferential <laughs> treatment. And, you know, two teammates who don't put the team's vision first and are battling for position at a corner and then make contact and they both end up crashing out. And, and you know, they take real-life... Um, scenarios and and what it's very regularly for dramatic formula one situations and turn them into plot points uh there's one right. point for example i did the other day where uh you are doing a race and you have a gearbox issue that the team i, I investigate but cannot fix and every time your uh, car tries to leave sixth gear it basically gets jammed and stuck uh, which is not dissimilar to a situation that happened to Ayrton Senna, the legendary Formula One driver, who basically had to bring the car home stuck in sixth gear, uh, one Grand Prix. Jeez. And it's not not as dramatic as that, but that's the stuff they kind of take influence from. Um, and and I'll, I'd say generally so speaking, is there a wheel nut that doesn't come off? Do you know, so I'm I'm expecting something like that to happen. There are, <laughs> but like there, I was in a race the other day where um, your tires are absolutely shot. And but your um, your teammate has priority in the pit window, uh, even though they're behind you in the race because that's the strategy. Um, right. And so they ask you to stay out for a la- another lap, and you don't. You come in, and you're basically queued behind them in the pits. So they're doing stuff like that. Um, yeah, and you know that's, that's cool. A lot that's, of it kind that, of that's like, like fun stuff of Formula One, right? Yeah, and 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 for a first effort, they've done a surprisingly good job of like mixing up like okay. At this point, you're going to do a full sort of 13-lap race yourself and you're actually going to be able to finish and there might be varying reactions based on how well you did. And on these races, we're going to interrupt you with a cutscene or a premise before the race that kind of makes it a bit more story-led. That stuff's all fine. Where its shortcomings are is that... And it's funny you mentioned, Jonesy, Lewis Hamilton growing up go-karting, the influence of his dad it feels like the game can't tell how much it wants to touch on that sentimental stuff. It can't right. tell how much it wants to do this sort of like drive to survive a version of like, Hey, formula one drivers are like fucking jet pilots and they're honed <laughs> in and they're focused and adrenaline flows and they get angry and they get arguments and everything happens sort of either on the track or in the paddock or this version of like, Hey, you're actually quite emotional and you, you'll get, you get phone calls from your mum between races and like all the stuff that they've done, nice presentation shit too, like the cutscenes, that's all F1 drama, and all like family drama, like one dude. Uh, I won't go into too much into the structure because people might think it's a spoiler, but like one dude, it's about his relationship with his mum, and it's like heavily implied that his father might have passed away at some point, and you're, but it's all drip fed through these really boring phone calls. Uh, that okay, happen between right. races while you're in this kind of like social area and you're checking your emails and like a fake Twitter feed, like you know, one of those things. And it's I like, hate, I, I'll be honest, I hate shit like that. So, that, yeah, and that's I the thing. Like so, that. it's like it, it's split between these two worlds where like 
they've done a surprising even go look up the cutscenes for this thing and even like like the voice acting the lip like they've done a surprising for Codemasters making an F1 game and like making full on like high quality cinematics for their um, Formula One story mode. There's some surprisingly solid stuff for a first effort at this thing. Um, okay, <laughs> that it's just it gets as wire it gets its wires crossed a little bit when it comes to how much it wants you to care about the drivers and the personalities involved in the story on like an individual and a, or personal kind of level. How much it sort of has trouble juggling the on on track and off track sort of elements of their lives, and also and this is going to sound like a weird complaint, but also elements of like I hate to say it, but like ludo narrative dissonance where without spoiling too much, one of the elements of this story mode is you, let's just say you might change perspectives at certain points of the story mode and be able to see things from a different perspective. But the issue is that, um, and people might say this is almost like a Last of Us 2 style issue, which is that like (laughs) a character is presented as one way through the entirety of the first half of the game, and then you might be asked to control them in the second half of the game but this is not just a game where you have agency over what you do on the racing. It's also a game where you like do interview questions and answers and stuff like that. It's like, hang on, <laughs> no, I never am, liked I, that am I supposed to keep one. being the arsehole that I was in the first half of the story, or am I meant to be a nice guy now that you want me to feel sorry for him? It, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. spoil it. I can't spoil it. But like, it explores a very a tale as old as time in Formula One of like young rookie and veteran on the same team, and it wants you to feel sorry for both people. I ah, saw. So- so what you're saying is this is the game version of Sylvester Stallone's Drive. Absolutely. So and there's a point actually where they he flips a coin on his way around yeah, the track and yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it lands on the Chevron and you've got to take exactly. impale it with your tire. Yeah. Um what a fucking stupid oh, that's movie. A, that's a shame because I thought you were talking about cars and I was gonna say that's uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there there are times where like this thing kind of clicks and you're like Formula One story modes make sense in the way that yeah. I think we all know they can. And there are times where it's like you haven't quite refined your vision well enough for this to fully come together. Um, They're always weird, yeah. though. Like those sorts of sports games, they are. The, You're right. The story modes are always weird. So it's, it's always tough to do. Do you know like, which one wasn't weird? Interesting that the. the uh, I don't know. They're all Fight weird. Night Champion wasn't weird. And I can tell you exactly why oh, okay. it wasn't weird. It was because it did. It, it didn't do the whole thing of like, it basically said, hey, we are what we are. We're going to be schlocky. We're going to be stupid. We're going to be B-movie. We're basically going to be Rocky. Like, hey. Yeah, there's, well, that's going to say Rocky. There's, there's going to gonna be a bit where like one second you're boxing and the next second your character has been framed for a crime they did not commit. And now they've gone <laughs> to a high security prison and you're fighting neo-Nazi skinheads in, in a bare knuckle <laughs> boxing fight in prison. That's what the story we're making. And they stuck to it. And they and they and like it's fun for that reason. Um, everyone's a caricature and it's larger than life, and it yeah. knows exactly what it is. It's like the big kingpin, bald, fat promoter who doesn't get his way and has a gun. <laughs> and like, whereas like the journey is like, oh, what if your parents got divorced and your dad tried to come back into your life after you became a successful <laughs> footballer? It's like, well, come on. So what's funny like, is I I put um, uh, sports the sort of the the dodgy career modes in sports games. I almost th- find them as bad as I do the fighting game career modes. So of things like 
in, in like infamous or Mortal Kombat where they try and have those cutscenes oh. that give you a reason why you get into a one v one fight where the yeah. camera pulls out and you're like facing each other and you face off and that because that always seems so like done as well and it's yeah. just this is so cliched. I know we're going to end up in this fighting situation. It's like those um but least- sports games always seem to have. Sorry, yeah. go on. I was going to say at least then it's superheroes, and you allow yourself like your cliche like gauge in terms of how much you'll allow is slightly higher than it might be in like yeah. human sports. Jamie, oh, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. You can get away with a bit more, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Jamie, I, I I got the the big brain idea for DLC. Oh yeah, all right, because it's, it's EA now, so there's going to be DLC. True, right? very true. Let's just get let's just accept it. Hey, Chris, what if, I paid um, more money to start playing that game three days early. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if? Okay, what if the DLC packs that they come out with are like famous rivalries through history? So you could do the whole Mika Hakkinen versus Michael Schumacher. You know thing, what? You know, or like Nicky Lauda or whatever. Like, yeah, that would be sick. You know, like it, it, it's a really cool idea. It's a really cool idea. And I, what's the thing? Rush the movie Rush with Nicky Lauda. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and James Hunt. Yes, James Hunt. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oh, there, there, there are Are you so calling me a rat? I don't mind being called a rat. You know why? Because a, a rat is smart. <laughs> if you put a rat on someone's tummy and put a bucket on top and start making the bucket hot, the rat will get so panicky he has to crawl inside the guts. And I saw it okay. in the movie. Okay, yes, and that movie was... Name it? I think... I, I know the movie. I don't think... It's too Fast you, and Too Furious? You, too Fast, Too Furious, okay, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah and, yes, okay. okay. I, I don't think I'd have got that without the help, but that makes sense. Um, that would that would be very cool though. That would be very cool because here's the, 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 what you kind of touch on the thing I'm always reminded of when these sports games have career modes, which is that like sorry story modes I should say, which is that like yeah sometimes you don't need to inject a lot of that stuff because you know what is really fucking exciting sport. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> I just had a thought though, how amazing would DLC? Can I, sorry to interrupt. No. How good would DLC be if there's like a cinema cutscene before a race and there was a DeLorean. No, even better. There's just like a black car next to you, and you're like, "Oh, this is like an umbrella, so black car, unbranded." And then the camera turns around. It's Dominic Toretto, and he just walks over and goes, "Nothing more important than family," and gets in the car. And you've got a race, Dom from. <laughs> or oh, no, you're racing, but at some point, the the fucking Formula One track turns into a dirt road, and it gets to this like little split, <laughs> and the cars stop. And then you, the only way that you can proceed is if you physically. Turn your turn your mouse or, or the the camera to turn your head to look at the other one, and Paul Walker's there, and you just have to like oh, wow, you, you wow. physically have Jeez. to like nod your head, look back at the road, and you just oh, diverge and oh, then the, roll the credits. I was about to make one of the most poor taste jokes I've wow. made in a long time, and I'm not going to do it anymore. I'll oh, do a different a, poor taste. No, I'm not going to do that one because it's really unfair. <laughs> I'm going to do a different one, which is that like there's also a scene where. Um, we get finally get an alternate angle on Roman Grosjean's horrific crash, and you see that it's actually John Cena with a grenade launcher blowing up his car, and that's where the fire started. And he launched <laughs> it, and then Roman Grosjean comes out the flames, and John Cena laughs, and he turns to camera and says, "I no longer recognise Taiwan as an independent nation," and he runs away. <laughs> Rem- oh. Remind me to tell you guys the joke I nearly made there when um. Um, <laughs> will do. I can imagine. I, I, I right. wanna see, okay. 
Did you play anything else, Jamie? <laughs> no, um, not not that's worth talking about. No, I've got a few things. Um, no psychonauts yet, you scumbag. No, like I, I've genuinely got a few things lined up and downloaded, um, including uh, psychonauts. I really want to play uh, a Playtale uh, Innocence now that that is a PlayStation Plus game and has been upgraded for next gen systems. Um, yeah. But this didn't end up being a week for um, for story heavy games for me. I had to watch a lot of Love Island and a lot of football, um, <laughs> and neither of them um, <laughs> lent themselves particularly well to to, to increase gaming time. So, can, yeah. can we just? I mean, for your save your face and for your benefit, the the Love Island part is. Not as a personal interest, is it? It's in a. Oh, of course I'm it watching is. Love Island in a professional capacity at the moment. I can confirm that I would not choose to watch each episode of Love Island technically three times over. But that is oh currently my God. what uh, that's that's Jesus. that's how food gets put on the table at the moment in a roundabout way. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it for me. I was just waiting for one of you to move on. Then and I was like, okay, someone move on. Yeah, you're the host, the... buddy. You move hey, it on. Yeah, your I was waiting for you um, to move on. That's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. Um, Did you forget that you were hosting, Jamie? Well, Chris, it's because, like, <laughs> let's be honest. Technically speaking, I would believe I was meant to be hosting last week, right? Or was that was Jonesy meant? No, I think we're just, no. I was I think, hosting. Yeah, last I think week. we're on track. We were on Even track. Even though I missed it, I don't think I was involved with. Basically, that. what I'm saying is, I lose track of time a little bit because Chris, you weren't here last week, and not being here last week meant that you uh, you didn't get an opportunity to speak on one of the more curious stories of the year, which was the announcement of a new model of the Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Switch OLED. I was a little bit worried that it would actually be a while before it was perhaps relevant to bring it up again. Maybe at release we'd get your thoughts. And in the intervening months, we wouldn't know for all this time what Chris thought of the latest, greatest handheld on the market. Little did I know that one week later, we would have the perfect reason to bring up the uh, handheld game market once again. Because Steam, um, under the watchful eye of Gabe Newell, have bust that shit wide open today with the Steam Deck. Da, 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 da. Someone give me a dramatic, uh, some dramatic noise. Do, 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 do. There you go. Terminator. There so go. The, the Steam, you know what, the Steam Deck, the Terminator, not far off. So we get a little bit into what this thing is? Yeah. Yes. For anyone that missed it. Okay. We actually talked about this on the podcast, like maybe a couple of months ago, about the prospect of this happening, the prospect of Steam. Steam Pal. Yeah, the Steam Pal it was called at the time. And I guess we kind of... Better, so glad Can, can I just say, that. which is a better name than a fucking Steam You prefer Steam Pal? What? Yeah, because, because the problem with Steam Deck is if you search it in Google, it um, it autocorrects to Stream Deck, which is an Elgato uh, mm. peripheral for streamers, okay? And also, depending on your accent, it just sounds like Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Yeah. Steam it also, Steam like, I wouldn't... It looks That's like fair. the kind of term that I feel like if I looked up Steam Deck on Urban Dictionary, I wouldn't be surprised if the top <laughs> definition was, like, if you took a shit on the deck of a cruise ship... And it was like, it was called a, a Steam Deck or a Deck yeah, Steam. Exactly. exactly. It's a terrible name. Like um, no, see, I think you get your you get your partner to like sit with their head right back, but sit Steam up and then deck. you do it, you, you lay one there and it's called a Steam Deck. Oh, Steam Deck. Oh God, Chris. That would be such a weird fetish as well. Like do it on my collarbone, oh, baby. You know what it is? You, you remember like those those dudes that used to do um, sunbathing in the 80s and they had those big fucking 
metal reflectors, yeah. 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 So you shit on the reflector and and, and but just on the top, but it's your 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 poop is solid, but then it starts melting in the sun. Oh my and god. And it slides down and then it just kind of smothers you. And then when you when you stand up, that that's your steam deck. These all feel like ex- t- excerpts from that John McAfee documentary on Netflix. <laughs> R.I.P. I thought you were going to say that it like vaporizes on the reflector so that there's just this uh, odor, odor oh, steam around oh, you. Own, and odor steam yeah. deck. Did, did you guys see that John McAfee thing? Like the Netflix one from years ago? No. no. Like where I, he I, would- I, I, there, was a, there was a really good um, interview with him. Did he get murdered, on, Yeah. He's yeah. dead. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, he did, yeah. Like legit, like, yeah. Yeah, they, like recently. They committed, they committed him suicide. I think he pro- yeah. he probably committed himself suicide. No, no, because he 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 killed him. He was just about to get extradited. That's why he did it. I thought. No, he was in prison, dude. No, he, no, he oh, was well, yeah, okay, he was yeah, in prison exactly. in a foreign country, and they just he, he, confirmed that he was going to extradited to the US. So he's like, he I'm has out been of here. on record so many times saying that he would never. Yeah, do but that, that, that's, that's exactly what John. That's exactly what John McAfee would say. <laughs> and he even got a tattoo on his arm, kind of like. Like saying, dude, like, watch this fucking documentary. They interview prostitutes who he hired to shit in his mouth. I love it. The, and the like, dude was a the, fucking there's, this, there's this hilarious bit where they're interviewing these. Did you just say the dude was a legend? He is a legend. He's a, he's a fucking legend. He's a fucking um, legend. He's a, I'm, not Jonesy, that I want prostitutes to shit in my you mouth. You look up fucking. The, the dude's like he, he, fucking the freest soul that there was at the time. You look up Maverick in the dictionary. It's a picture of John fucking McAfee. Let me tell you. Yeah, which is ironic, given that we all know him for like a uh, antivirus software. It seems like oh, you wouldn't expect. I mean, this he dude had so be. little to do with it. But the, 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 <laughs> oh well, there you go. So you said watch the documentary. I watched the documentary. You need to listen to the John McAfee special podcast of um, the official podcast, which was uh, Criticals. Right. Yes, I know those boys. So they they interviewed him when he was like, I think he was on the run. I don't think he was in prison yet. Um. And yeah, it's just some interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. it's not on Netflix anymore, apparently. <laughs> it was called Gringo, The Dangerous Life of the John McCaffrey. Dangerous McCaffey. Life of John. And there's a bit yeah, in it, so they're interviewing all these girls that he had hired to shit in his mouth. There's like three of them. And they're all talking about how they shit in his mouth. <laughs> can, you, can you stop saying that? <laughs> no, I'm going to get to my favourite bit. There's one bit where the person interviewing them goes like, did he ever ask you to like just have sex with him? Like intercourse? And she's like, No. Like she's like, like the idea that John McAfee would ever just fucking have sex with someone. They're like, no, John, like you shit in his mouth. You don't fuck him. John knows what he wants, and it is not sex. I, do you uh, want? There's something about a man who knows what he wants that I can admire and respect. Um, yeah, apparently, there was a story going around that he swam up a whale's vagina, but he he refutes it in in the the official podcast special. Which okay. We need to move on to the gaming-related Steam Deck stuff. What but, are you talking about? But, this, is, this is quality. But I, mean, I, do, I do we need to need, go to sleep, but yeah. We need to do... So you need to join our Patreon because I'm telling you, coming soon is Known Murderer. <laughs> and maybe we'll branch out to Known Murdered. Or Known, oh, known, known, known Suiciders? Known Suicided. Known Suiciders. Known Suiciders. Yeah, genuinely, we yeah. need to have like um, we need to have like a production because you guys were talking about it the other day and they didn't actually chime in. I think we need a, like a production meeting before we because like there was a point in this we conversation the, the other celebs. day. We should call it the Dead Celebs Podcast. Dead Celebs, and then we yeah. have all sorts. Of nah, stuff. but you see, no now murderer, you, you say that I'm just, I'm just entirely a lot. Also, Matthew Broderick. Like, Matthew Broderick is alive and well. <laughs> yeah, but that's he's true. a known murderer. That's the, that's the whole USP for me. It's like. 
the fact that he's alive and we are now. calling him a known murderer because it's true. That that's the USP. It's not trying to like oh that's what interests me. It's not like trying to hide he's behind. It's like only oh, one. Something, something tells like, me that by the time we come to publishing thing, it's going to be called known murderers in in parentheses allegedly, allegedly. Which is no no allegedly cover our known murderer. No fucking Caitlyn go, Jenner. Go hard or go home. Matt Broderick. I, I, like, Laura Bush. If I commit suicide, it's Matthew Broderick, okay? Because he's coming after me because I'm going <laughs> to expose the true nature of his his uh, devilish ways. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Broderick is going to John McAfee, Christian. Chris. Keep an eye out for the upcoming documentary, Gringo, The Dangerous Life of Christian Leaders. <laughs> anyway. Greco. Um, Greco. Sorry, sorry. Greco. Anyone who was wanted to hear about the Steam Deck, I... We apologise for that oh, weird aside. God. You know what, Josie, I, I you literally... I kind of feel that that's why people come to us is for that shit there rather than, oh, the Steam Deck and it's got a 1280 <laughs> yeah. by 800 display. You're probably right. It's funny you mentioned that display, Chris, because <laughs> that is one of the features of Valve's upcoming Steam Deck, which I ain't like in when we broke it down in layman's terms a little while ago when it was just a confirmed rumor at the time, we kind of called it like Valve's take on the Switch. And yeah. I think now that we know what this thing is, it's fair to say that in some respects, it's clearly attacking that territory, although it is more complicated like that when you broaden out to everything this thing is and is capable of. Um, yeah. So to get the like the kind of the, um, <laughs> the I almost called it the spooky stuff. I don't know, the nerdy Ooh. stuff, the, the geeky stuff out the way in terms of specs, we're talking about four cores of AMD Zen 2 CPU. Apparently they've been working quite closely with AMD to kind of uh, get the shit up and running and... It's all latest gen shit. I don't know the keywords. Just throw a couple of buzzwords out there and hope people uh, ride with you. Like when I say HCUs of RDNA 2 GPU, I don't really know what that means, but GPU is something to do with graphics, um, probably the proce- uh, graphical processing unit or something of that nature. Um, 16 gigabytes yeah, of what about What about a CU? A cooling unit. I don't know. Compute unit? Compute unit? I don't know. Well, look, here's what I'll tell you. That on the video, so basically IGN have kind of had the scoop on this thing, and they're the ones that have, they're the guys that have gone hands-on and asked Valve yeah. about it. So what these specs kind of equate to when it comes to games that they've been playing, um, they've been talking about relatively recent hits, in fact, such as <laughs> Control, uh, Doom Eternal's been mentioned, and one they specifically mentioned was Jedi Fallen Order on high... Um, at acceptable frame rates. And what Valve are saying is that while the uh, apparently if you do teraflops to teraflops, <laughs> we're talking about uh, a PlayStation 4 slash Xbox One level of power. But what the key Decent. thing is that we're talking about a 720p or an 800p display, which is significantly yeah. lower resolution than your TV might be, which is how they're getting games to run efficiently. Um, although yeah. Also, there is a dock. Right, there is a dock. So Valve, ha- yeah, yeah, Valve haven't made their one yet, but basically there's a USB C out. So any USB C dock you buy, or whether you buy Valve's one when it releases, will work. And if this, if that USB C dock you buy has like Ethernet support or whatever, that will all be compatible as well. I will yeah. say though, I'm going to plug this now. Mentioning Jedi Fallen Order on high, uh, high graphical settings is something I want to loop back around to because it's something I think it's important we talk about before we. Yeah. Kind of move on. I, I, can I, before we do that, can I just say acceptable frame rates? If we run it back to the discussion we had <laughs> earlier, acceptable frame rates for us and acceptable frame rates for fucking Joe Public. 
Very true. Mm. Yeah, what does that mean? What does acceptable frame rates yeah. mean? That's yeah. what but, I and know. then you talk about control, but you know, I could play control on the Switch. It's a cloud version, but true. I can't do it. This might be preferable. This right. might not. But then well, there's, there's stuff no, to get in. I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking the Steam Deck. I think it's a fantastic no. piece of kit. Uh, for one reason and one reason only, but we'll get to it. So yeah, let me. Fi- I'll finish rattling off the uh, the specs before we get into kind of what this thing really is when you boil it down. So there are going to be three models at launch. Uh, essentially, the main difference between the models is the amount of internal storage, um, but there are a few also subtle ones. So low end is going to be sixty four gigabytes, then up to two hundred fifty six gigabytes and five hundred twelve gigabytes on the highest end. The latter two of those three are going to be NVMe. So it's essentially faster read and write uh, speeds on the higher then, end uh, internal storage you get. But the 64 is still an SSD, so it's <laughs> all, like an all still, SSD. All still an SSD. Um, but, so uh, it's not bad. Like It's still no. better than... Yeah. And if you wanted to go on the 64 route, there's a built-in SD card slot that you can use for expandable storage, and you can play games off that SD card so it's not some weird PlayStation 5 copy them back and forth <laughs> bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And as we said earlier, like physically, if you're struggling to imagine this thing, maybe you haven't seen a picture or a video yet, like it's like a bulkier gray switch, right? You know, yeah. you've got Yeah, without without removable Without removable. So it's more like a switch light. I thought I guess. as soon as I saw it, I was like, it's a game gear. Yeah, <laughs> it, like it, it does it gear. was game gear esque, isn't it? Yeah. But um Um I, so, I think the input controls are really interesting on this. Do you mean the are you referring to the uh, the touchpads? There's, yeah, so there's dual touchpads, dual um, analog sticks, dual, and then there's like your D-pad and your A-pad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then four um, grip buttons. Like there's a lot of input going on this fucking thing. There is. There's more than that, though, isn't there? There's eight, there are eight buttons, because there are there are four shoulder buttons, but then there are four- oh, four shoulder yeah, buttons as well. buttons yeah. as well. Yeah. So there's actually yeah. there's eight buttons on the back and of it. And the touchpads, yeah. they've kind of talked up as being sort of like capacitive, so you're not going to like accidentally slip your- part of your wrist or your palm on it and fuck it up or something like that and they're kind of utilizing the technology we saw in the steam controller but also in the valve index to kind of like hey if you need to replicate (laughs) your mouse for whatever reason this might be preferable Eh, we'll see how that goes um and as we mentioned earlier you're going to be playing these on a 16 by 10 display at 1280 by 800 resolution um so which is a a bit disappointing but comparable to the switch and like at what point do you get diminishing returns in that form factor, I suppose, right? Because I think the screen size is seven inches, which is, again, like at Switch OLED territory right there. So, Yeah. Also, you've got to be... Surely one of the reasons they've done that is, is like you say, diminishing returns. It's a handheld, but also you need to be hitting half-decent frame rates. Yeah. And if they had a bigger screen, then they're going to just... Yeah. What's yeah it's like a battery life issue as well, rates. you know? So, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, battery life being quoted at two to eight hours. The example they gave is Portal 2 running for four hours, which... I mean, the Switch never had magnificent battery life. Let's be let's be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. But I guess that might be a little bit disappointed for someone who saw this as kind of like a run and, uh, run and gun, take it on a day out kind of... Here's the, here's the test. Chris, could you use this on the train to Manchester? Would it last the whole way? Yeah. Okay, yeah, there you go. Would it last there and back? No, but I charge it on when I okay. get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, one um, thing, yeah, like is- the the fast train to Manchester is uh, two hours and fifteen minutes, I think. There you go. 
There you go. And Chris could plug his headphones into the 3.5mm headphone jack. <laughs> and if you wanted to play an online <laughs> multiplayer game, there is Wi-Fi. There's no sort of like... Uh, what's non-Wi-Fi called again? Um, L- LAN, uh, Ethernet. No, 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 no like... um. They could, like mobile. Yeah, mobile, like you know. when you buy an iPad, it's like Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi plus something. Uh, and there's a word for it. it. Does it begin with a C? It. Oh, this is going to be one of those moments where someone at home is no. going to be is listening. Is mobile like, enabled? Uh, cellular. Cellular, that's what they say. Cellular. 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 Wow, um, what a world we live in that we fucking struggle to remember those well, fucking words. To be fair, cellular. we don't call them cell phones, so the word cellular isn't really in our, our vocab. Um, we call them mobile no. phones because that's what they are. Um, you call them mobile phones. Yeah. That's a, that's a, cell, a, that's a cell phone, phone, buddy. That's a cell phone. Oh, yeah. Just give what? me the fucking flip phone. <laughs> I mean, there was a time. There was a time. Um, but it is Wi-Fi only, so no cellular, even if you did want to fork out more. Um, it's also, uh, I, again, for anyone wondering, you might have been wondering because it, it's <laughs> Valve and things get weird. This is a, uh, a closed-off system in terms of, like, physical components, um, like non, so you can't upgrade any of the components. You can't upgrade like the amount of RAM, which I believe they said is sixteen gigs. You can't. Um, in fact, I already said that. Yeah, you can't upgrade the uh, the GPU, the CPU, internal storage, and so on and so forth. But the thing yeah. that is interesting about the uh, Steam Deck, which is a reason we've been holding off conversation up till now, in my opinion at least, is that while it is a closed off sort of system in terms of its uh, components physically, it is absolutely not a closed off system in pretty much any other regard. Um, and one of the strange things about the Steam Deck is it's got this look, you're going to see it, you're going to look at pictures in magazines or on the internet, you're going to see this device that Valve have created, you're going to see it running probably Steam OS and all this promotional material, this sort of like very Switch-looking lineup of games, you know, the tiles you'd expect. But fundamentally, all Valve had decided to do is create a PC with controllers <laughs> on the side uh, to the point where... This is running, uh, SteamOS is running through Linux. So, you know, if you yeah. use the USB-C hub, like the one that Valve will eventually uh, release to plug it into like a, a monitor, this could essentially run as a PC. There's already footage of people running games on a monitor using this as essentially the, the PC itself. And while obviously... And a mouse and keyboard connected to totally. it. Totally. Like, yeah. And while obviously, for very obvious reasons, Valve have not shown this in any capacity, uh, IGN's Ryan McCaffrey said to them, look, could I take this thing, install Windows, install Microsoft's Xbox app, and play games through Game Pass? And Valve just sat there and were like, well, yeah. Because this is, here's the thing, it's a fucking computer. So that that's oh, what's yeah. strange about this, right? Like, And that's where you have to, we go back to what we were saying earlier, Jedi Fallen Order at high. Like, you're not playing bespoke Steam Deck, you're not waiting for the Steam Deck port of your favorite indie game. It's <laughs> playing games. And is, yeah, I guess, yeah, like... Fucking cool, man. Yeah, so there you go. That you're that clearly excites her, or if not, at least intrigues you in some capacity by the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, I, the 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 thing about this is it's really cool. It's really powerful, but anything could be really cool, really powerful, really small, really big, really light, really heavy, whatever. I can attest to that. It all boils down. It all well. There we go. It all boils down to pricing, though, right, Lebowski? Where's the money? <sighs> Right, and and this thing, is it cheap? It, it's entirely going to depend on uh, which model you want and 
and what value you think you'll get out of it. So we haven't actually said price, but the low-end model with 64 gigabytes of storage will set you back $399. A reminder yeah. that the recently announced Nintendo Switch OLED model runs at $350, I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, also but, 64 gigs of uh, uh, memory built in. There you go. So, uh, but, but then, um, if you, you bump know. this up to 256, you're talking about $529. And if you bump it up to the highest end, 512 gigabytes, you're talking about a $649 piece of kit. Which, yeah. you know, even looking at the home console market, including some talking PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, we're talking about one of the most expensive pieces of gaming hardware that one can buy. But at the same time, like not expensive it's, it's, for a pretty good PC. It, yeah, exactly. It's a PC. It's a computer. Exactly. Like you can do shit on it. Uh, I think it's cool, man. I think it's really cool. Like, I I think you had messaged uh, on the group before I even knew that this was a thing, and it just looked like you were, you were having a fucking <laughs> midlife crisis or a <laughs> stroke just or said something. Steam Deck goes to your point no, about it, the name. It, it said, you, I th- I just... you said Steam Deck Day One, and I was like, what? oh, that was it. Yeah. Like, what Steam Deck Day fuck One? Are you on about? And I was like. You know, sometimes when someone messages something and it it looks like it was a an autocorrect fail, so you go in and you type in that word to see if it what they could have been typing in. And I was like, Jamie's dying. This is, he wants me to call nine like nine 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 and this, get them. This is my safe word. I'm this is my cry for yeah. help. Steve, <laughs> yeah, day one. But anyway, <laughs> is it a day one purchase for me? No, not personally. I mean, I've got a PC that runs games just fine. Thank you very much. And I've got my consoles. But I definitely see place for this. Like, I think Gabe Newell said he he he. they've projected that this will sell a million units. I don't remember the time frame he gave, but saying that they expected to sell a million units. And I don't think that's unheard of. I thought he said millions of units. But then even well, the, sure. the context he says that, I don't think he ever outright says, I think it will sell. I yeah. think he's talking about like what he hopes for and like what the future looks like for a device like this. Um, I, I, th- I think it's, I, I think I it d- is entirely mm. possible. Like at, at, at a price point, that's only $50 more than a switch, switch OLED. Come on. Yeah. Like you're getting, you're getting a lot here. Keep in mind how cheap games are, Steam sales, uh, free games. Um, I believe right. without even having to install uh, Windows, I think you can install, I was reading you can install the Epic Game Store as well because it's kind of friendly with uh, Linux. Linux. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like you're getting a lot for a little. You I really agree. are. I just, I just wonder. Can I, give you, can I give you Gabe Newell's line just before? So this was his about how many units he said. Our view is, if we're doing this right, we're going to be selling these in millions of units. Yeah. I, th- I, I when, see. When I hear that, when I hear him make a comment like that, the only thing I can possibly think of is that he's looking at the market for the Nintendo Switch and saying that's what we're walking into, that's what we're wading into, and we're doing exactly what Chris just said. We're coming in as this product and said, "Hey, you know how Nintendo are." charging you $350 for a uh, product that just increases the screen at a cost per unit for them of just $10, and they're charging this much. If you spend $50 more, you get what the Nintendo Switch Pro, not just what the Nintendo Switch Pro should have been, but probably more than the Nintendo Switch Pro could have been. And if you're willing to sacrifice the Nintendo first party, you get a far bigger library of games. um, Which you probably already have, like 
which is accumulated why, but, anyway. But then that's why I'm a little bit surprised that we're talking quite as much as we are, <laughs> or at least the IGN coverage was quite as fascinated as it was about. Like, I I don't think it's in Valve's interests to advertise this as a portable PC because the more people think about it that way, the more people think about like, hang on, other there have been other bits of hardware that have essentially been this. Uh, you know, there are some people who might have very small, or very slight, or very uneven, no fucking flexible laptops. You might just say, well, like. I'll just fucking buy a Bluetooth <laughs> controller and, you know, yeah. whatever. I I think you've got to look... You, I think if they want those millions, they've got to try and barge in on Nintendo's territory, which is about advertising this as an extremely power... the most powerful handheld system on the market with yeah. a fantastic library of games. But I don't yeah. know if they can do... Can they do that? Maybe. Well, they, that, I mean, how Valve hardly ever advertise, so... That's the thing. And, like, Valve's hardware like, is, like... like it's it's yeah, good, th- th- but its success of- stories are sketchy, right? Yeah, but think think about this. Okay, so their their success story in terms of hardware is the Valve Index, which they are just like consistently sold out of, right? Yeah. But where have they advertised it? Nowhere other than the Steam page. Yeah, it's still the only place. Oh no, it's not, yeah. But and, yeah. and press release is fine, which is how we kind of got this. Like this is their advertising for this, but they're not gonna fuck it. Yeah. You're not gonna be watching TV and it's gonna be like Plus- oh. Coming this December, fucking this this Steam Deck on your chest. It's exactly. Like, no, because the other Nintendo weird thing is world. like the Valve Index can have killer apps because you could take a product like Half Life Alex and say like, hey, look, boys, like it's compatible with a lot of shit, but you want to play this fucking thing on the Index. There's not going <laughs> to yeah. be a game that like runs <laughs> best on like there is no there isn't it's impossible to make a killer app for the Steam Deck because yeah. every single product that is on the Steam Deck runs better on a PC. And the only USP is like, oh, I hope it runs okay on a Steam Deck. Like a new, like Cyber, yeah. the, the next Cyberpunk comes out. Like it can't be a Steam Deck, uh, you know, killer app. All it can be is that like, oh, if you put it on medium to low settings, it runs at 30 frames a second and you're playing Cyberpunk handheld. Does that sell to people? Yeah. I don't know. It depends how well you can communicate it. A Valve, the company, to communicate it? Nope. Don't see. Um, they're not. I've I've been quiet. I know. I, I, I feel, I, Very I, I, quiet. You're like the the classic Simpsons <laughs> analogy of the man in the white suit. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to think this, but it's trash. <gasps> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. Comp- I love it. I love it. I like I like Valve. I like a lot of what they do. I like Steam. I think it's a fantastic platform. I w- I would love them to bring out something which I think is a really cool product. They've not got a great history of bringing out hardware except for the, their like VR stuff, which is I suppose because they've they are the only place to really go nowadays. I guess for the top end, you know, uh, VR. But it's insanely expensive. It's a tiny market share, um, unfortunately. But what they've made here, as far as I can tell, is a reasonable um, laptop in a different form factor that is stuck onto a Steam controller, which is a pretty trash controller, and is not the controller that you would pick up and go. Like if you pick up all through the PlayStation, um, you know the 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 PlayStation Five controller, uh, the Xbox controllers, and the Steam controller, you're not going to go. These guys know what they're doing with that like handheld <laughs> stuff. It's not great. I've got one. It's it's yeah. uh, it's my third choice out of those ones. You then give me the stats of how this thing runs, and I know they want me to think Switch. I know they're trying to you know Switch. It's like a Switch. It's an Nvidia Shield. Like you want to give me well, a bad way to play mm, PC games. I think that's the a bit, reason that's a bit Switch unfair. works. 
But but why does the switch work? The switch doesn't work because it runs PC games crapper than every other PC runs <laughs> the same games. It runs because it plays Animal Crossing, because it plays Mario, because it plays first party Nintendo games that we all want to play. And Nintendo have a massive market share, and we will buy those those games on that system and then cry for the rest of the year because they don't release enough games for it. And we will sort of fill a void in ourselves by rebuying games that we already have on other systems to say, well, I've got to use my Switch for something, so I guess I'll use it for these <laughs> until Nintendo put out something else I'm going to play. They, I, I, like everything this, for me, the biggest thing they've done wrong is to go, is to not pick an avenue for this, is to not go, no, it runs Steam Big Picture or whatever, Steam OS, and it plays these games really well, and that's what it does. To say, you can do whatever you want with it, mate. You can delete the system and put Windows on it. You know, you can play you can play Xbox games on it. It's like, why wouldn't I just use a laptop? Like, yeah. Cause, cause there's nothing that I'm, nothing makes me want to buy this. Because playing on a laptop while you're sitting on the shitter is not that comfortable. You'd rather have a handheld. It, it is one of those things oh, where that form factor does help, you know. It it does absolutely help, and if it, and if I want to do that, then I'll probably go and buy a switch. I'm not going to drop six hundred and fifty quid. Certainly not going to drop the, for the most expensive one. In which case, I'm then saying, okay, so I could get the sixty four gig version, and I could then spend money on SD cards and do blah blah blah. But do I really want to do that if I'm gonna if I'm a PC gamer? I'm I like playing on my PC, and I've got a fourteen forty p monitor, and I like to play things at sixty frames a second. Yeah, but or bang on, on but this, relentlessly about one hundred and twenty frames a second. And but this is and just what I said as well, Jody. Like, it, it's not a first day purchase or a purchase at all for people like us. But it's not trying. to I don't be think it's a purchase for, for anyone. I don't know. But I, I'm, I I'm think, trying to I, think I, think I can think of some plenty of use cases. Like, think about like. Your nephew Some people will who, buy wants a, who wants a, a laptop to fucking play these games. And you're like, well, yeah, okay. I, I, I could spend that money on a laptop. Well, I could spend money on this and boom, you know, like. It, but the second the, you have that, com- the second you have that thought, right? No, but this is my problem with this. The second you have that thought of my nephew, he could do something to play on. This is cheaper than a laptops. And then I say, but hold on. He also does schoolwork and he can do that on his laptop. <laughs> he needs a laptop. And then someone says to me, that's all right, mate, because you can buy a keyboard, a monitor, a mouse, and you can plug them all into your Steam Deck with a dock. And I'm like, how much is this costing me now? Oh, now it's costing you about a thousand pounds. It's also not going to run the anything that well on the, anywhere near as well as a, as a thousand pound laptop. So I'm like, so I could buy a 17 inch laptop that's going to run everything really well. He can do his work. He can play his games. He's, everything's built in. Or he can buy this thing and get a load of peripherals and stuff. Mate, I, I think I think you've gone a, a, a little bit rogue here. Like I I, I appreciate no, it, but nobody buys. You're this. talking about like uh, well, a thousand pound laptop, but on the lower end spectrum, you're talking about a four hundred dollar um, uh, system with a dock that'll maybe be like fifty dollars, and then a mouse and keyboard that can be as cheap as or expensive as you want it to be. Like, and then a monitor. I, 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 can I, can I, throw, a, can I throw a spanner in what Jonesy said? Like, yeah. I'm going to buy this. <laughs> but you yeah. will buy anything. Have, have you, have you registered not, your not, I'm, I'm not yet, no. But I, well, I'm not going to buy that. Do it now. I'm, um, I'm going to, you, you have to pay five pounds to I just have, haven't got around to it. Um, but yeah, I, it says I, the man who paid five pounds for a, a, a fucking brand new copy of Anthem. Get over yourself. Do you know what? It was You're an investment. Jamie, it was, a, Jamie, it was an investment. Jamie, a man who will, 
who owns absolutely every system that releases. A man who was annoyed when he didn't win the Switch Lite that I gave away <laughs> on my channel for free last year when he already owned a Switch. I'm not. Like, I'm not buying a Switch. Like, I'm not buying a Switch OLED. <laughs> But, that, but that's because you, that's because in this instance you've got a switch and you I think we talked about last week there is no reason to buy a switch OLED if you own a switch right this you could I can see why you can make the argument that you would buy this to play PC games on the go mm-hmm. but only because I know you're Jamie and you like to buy every system <laughs> well, we've going. already ascertained that Jamie doesn't go anywhere so he's going to play it at home this is this is not sat, this isn't fair sat, sat on the same chair that he's sitting on in front of his computer. <laughs> Just, you don't do you you don't own an Xbox Series X, do you? No, I, I'm waiting till they're like easier to like find consistently. But also, my PC has kind of made that much more redundant for me than it yeah, was when I bought because an, of Xbox. I've got an Xbox One X because when I bought that, I didn't have a PC, so it's like oh, Forza Horizon Four and Crackdown Three and you know Game Pass in general. But then of course with Game Pass, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can play everything. So many things PC. are across so, both. It's tricky. I, I mean, don't. I, I, I like I like the, what they're trying to do, and I don't think it's a bad idea. But I think the execution is not great, and I think having used Valve stuff, like uh, you know peripherals like the controller and stuff, I don't think I would pick this up and be wowed and think it was a great purchase. I think I'd think it was a waste of money personally, and I think a lot of other people will agree with me. There will be people that buy this, and it'll be the same number of people that bought the Valve Shield. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, you, you tell me a, a, a 399 PC, I'm like, that that's powerful no, enough see, to run I, these I, games. I'd be like, yeah. I disagree. I, I don't think that's how... I think that works for you, Chris. I don't think that's how you promote this thing to be successful. And yeah. if you're talking about millions, you need to be the thing that muscles the Switch. And if you muscle the Switch, you can... Conv- I think you sell you you aim to sell this to customers who buy it without even knowing that it is um, a, an open system. But Honestly, do you, do you that, think, I think so? You're key. saying that, but you're saying that, Jamie. Do you think that? Because <laughs> like, so I said, for example, for me, the thing that makes the Switch win hands down is the is Nintendo and the first party Nintendo games. Do you think that this would have any bearing on the fact that? This doesn't have any special games that you can't play anywhere else. I, I, only. I, yeah, so I, I mentioned earlier the, that one of the issues the Steam Deck will always have for the as long as it exists is it cannot have you a did, killer yeah, yeah. app. There's not going to be a Steam Deck exclusive. There, it, it's also technically impossible to make a game that is even runs best on Steam Deck. Like there will never be a game that is either exclusive to or best played on this device ever in its existence. That is a problem from the word go. And do you remember we did it when we talked about the Steam Pal at the time? Do you remember we did that yeah. experiment where we looked at the top ten best selling games for the Nintendo Switch, and they were all Nintendo exclusives? Of course, that's yes. yep. of course that's an issue. But if you're telling me games like Skyrim and Minecraft and uh, Dead Cells and The Witcher Three and so on and so forth don't also sell in the millions on that on the Nintendo eStore. I, I can yeah. almost guarantee they do. And yeah. would people like to play games like that in a handheld format but better? Yes, I can tell you that they do because I want to personally. I wanted yes. to load up The Witcher 3 on the Nintendo Switch and be pleasantly surprised by how it looked, at, looked and ran, and it wasn't. And I think fundamentally the Steam Deck is shaping up to be a device that can probably play The Witcher 3 on high high PC specs at probably around the 60 frames a second mark. Yeah. Which See, is my issue, with, um, my issue with, the, with what they're doing with that sort of argument would be you play those games on the Switch because, like I said, there's not enough first-party stuff to play on the Switch and it doesn't play 
um, PC games particularly well that have been ported over. Like you said, it mm. doesn't play, they don't look that great, etc. My issue with this is you don't buy this to play old games which have been out on other systems just so you can move them around. Some people will for sure. I don't think it's, I don't think it's millions. I think it's half a million if they're lucky. I think that's very possible. I think that's very possible. I think, the, but then you also get into the weird thing of like, Valve and can access your Steam library and tap into the potential draw of that. And it's like, I agree that it seems crazy to buy a console to play old games, but when you're buying a console to play hundreds of old games, um, then maybe it becomes a little bit more of a draw. Um, like my, my, as someone, we all have pretty stacked Steam libraries by now. And it's like the prospect of playing some of those games again, handheld might sound pretty cool. Um, and, and, like I think also it's going to be interesting just to see how this thing can keep up with new releases uh, in terms of visual fidelity and performance. Um, like if it turns out that it's a that's an absolute shitter, then that's <laughs> might might be a problem. But if it turns out that it's competent, then that could actually be the inverse, where all of a sudden, if this thing can competently run new releases, then maybe it does end up being some people play some people's preferred place to play, or maybe some people are just addicted to certain games in their Steam library. Maybe certain people play hundreds, if not thousands, of hours on of, of the Steam Valve product over and over and over again, and never move on, even though they it's shouldn't. Not, they just that, come like- off as desperate and like uh, misguided with how much they like this one Valve <laughs> pro- pro- published free to play uh, game, and they just play. So it. Um, and maybe they want to play it, and maybe this is a way to sufficiently okay, play. I will it say portably. this though: playing fucking Dota on that thing would be. Horrendous. I was thinking that I knew it. Yeah, you were thinking like Matt. What uh, I want to play on mouse and keyboard. So now I've got a combination. Like if you could do if you could do one to one if you could do one to one character movement with the tu- with the analog sticks, but then also maybe use the touchpad for stuff. Could that help? Maybe, but I, I think you'd need like a, a touch display for to make it anywhere near. Workable? I think the display is a touch display. Yeah, they, they said is there's it? some weird stuff. Like, yeah, I think they, so, yeah. On one of the Q&As, they're talking about those uh, touchpads, and they do say yeah. some shit that I didn't quite understand about how it could work. It, and it doesn't... Yeah, I, I forget the yeah. terminology. I, I, I'm not sure, there. but like, it, it's intriguing. But I think like you touched on it in some, some of the people in yeah, there. Yeah, it's got a seven-inch seven inch touch screen. Uh, yeah, well, maybe. You see, now, that that would interest me then. If, if it... if Here's the issue with all of this, though, fellas. You can't go into a store and pick it up and try it and kind of say, hmm, ha, how does it feel? How are these controllers? It's like, no, fucking order one, you little bitch. And if you like it, you like it. Well, they've got a bit of an issue as well, because I know they were asked the question specifically around um, the supply problems that have been going around <laughs> yeah. at the moment with like chips and things. And they said that the way they're going to have to do it is almost, yeah, is, is effectively that you sort of like pre-order or you say that you want one. Uh, and then as they become available, the orders get fulfilled. So yeah. in a lot of respects, they don't even have the option to do yeah, that, I suppose. It, it's, because currently, the sort of- it, it's currently, like Jamie said, you have to pay a, a small, a nominal amount to get it onto your wish list your Steam wish list, and then that's that's how you will be able to buy it yeah. not in December. And right? I think the first wave of people are only <laughs> eligible to do that if they have made a purchase on Steam prior to June. So they are going in pretty hard on the whole, hey, let's look after I our love stock. that. I love that. I do love the fact that they're trying to stop them getting to the hands of like, you know, scalpers and things. Yeah, and they're yeah. trying to do make sure that you're a legitimate yeah. sort of Steam customer. And I'd like I said, I would love this to be wicked, but I just, I just, I just don't think it's going to do very well at all. Uh, but I, one thing that did yeah. jump out to me, I will mention, of course, I have to mention it. Come on now, is uh, they were asked the question about VR. 
and it, it immediately tickled my taste buds because I was like, oh, <laughs> if this is a way to uh, play VR very well wirelessly and it's like an additional feature that it has that you can just plug it into your headset, put it on and use your VR, but you can't do that. You, you They said you could technically, with a whole load of other stuff, utilise this for that, but it is not what it is made for. What, what if get- this is part one of a two-part strategy of democratising VR? <laughs> what do you mean democratising it? So what if, because we know that like the Oculus Quest 2 um, can run on its own or it can connect to a laptop with a single cable, all right? And that's something that's like, what, half a year old at the moment? What if this launches, this Steam Deck launches in December, middle of next year, they release another version of the index, which is like purely wireless, but it has a compute unit in it as well to work in tandem with this Steam Deck. And and this had, and it had like a battery power so you could play it for a couple of hours. And if it had a thing in it so that it knew where it was, so it worked as the system with the whereby, you know, you could track movement, etc. I think it would be fucking awesome. <laughs> if that was the if that Possible. had the additional features Possible. of doing that, then I mean, I'd we know that, that Valve are or at least pr- the last thing we've heard was that they are very interested in VR. But look, I don't want to open up this like whole discussion because I do want to go to bed at some point, fellas. But I for my sins, I have one question to ask you because the last time that we covered the Steam Pal news, one of the things that we thought was like, what if it was a really fucking cheap device where it was like just a screen and a Steam link that just connects to your existing PC or, or laptop or whatever. Do, do you think that that would have been a better product than this? But then, I mean, f- first of all, <coughs> yes and no. Like, yes, yeah, in terms I mean, of di- like... Different products, yeah. But. Like, yes, in terms of like, it's great being able to sell something for cheaper and that to functionality may have made more sense because you can get it in more people's hands and your limiting factor is internet, which is constantly improving and already very good in some places. But I also think that's a harder sell for people who don't understand that. But then the other yeah. tricky thing, and this is, I think this is going to be a thing that keeps happening with the Steam Deck the more we bring it up, which is if this is just a computer, you can already, it's already a Steam Link. You can already stream games to this yes, in the same true. way I played Disco Elysium from my laptop, you know? But it's but it's an expensive Steam Link, whereas what I was it's saying expensive is like, one, yeah. if if they had said it's just a, effectively a glorified fucking USB monitor with some dingly dangly controls on the yeah. side and Bingo a Wi-Fi wings. chip. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and, and it costs $100. Oh, everyone would own one. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if I agree. I would. I don't know. I, I think. I, I, I think. I, a lo- I agree with Jonesy. I think everyone would. I think I, I, for the I cost of a large cost of abortion would buy it than this. I, but I, I Almost, disagree. I disagree. I uh, for like, a little bit more than a PlayStation <laughs> Five game. I think. I think that a lot of people like us take the punt because the price is so low. But I don't think that has. Like when 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 Gabe talks about like breaking you know into the millions of units. I don't think a device like that has the capacity to do that simply because I don't think that a, there are enough people that even necessarily understand exactly what they'd be buying in a product like that. That's the barrier. And B, I think there are a lot of people, myself included, who aren't consistently confident enough in the connectivity of their household (laughs) or workplace, or even worse, if you're on the go. Um, Like I, 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 again, over, I had my PC plugged in via ethernet 
uh, streaming the game via Steam to my laptop on the Wi-Fi, um, like 10 feet apart. And it was Disco Elysium, which was, you know, a a point-and-click game for all intents and purposes. (laughs) And it wasn't great. You're asking me now, would I pay pay $100 for a, you know, a a device that is exclusively that? No. Would I, I, now, coming down from the lofty heights of the 600 and whatever, would I pay whatever the pound equivalent is of $400 for a device that lets me install? It's it's £350. Would I pay £350? For a device that lets me install those games locally and take them anywhere, mm. maybe. Mm. You know, it's actually it's a funny question. Maybe if maybe if the world was different now, I would have a different view of the Steam Deck. But six G, baby. No, I was going to say in the sense of because everything's been so <laughs> locked down and because I've never moved less in my entire life. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I haven't. Com- I don't commute anymore. I don't go anywhere. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm 99 like at home. This just seems like such a pointless product. But yeah, do you know what? I maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Yeah. And maybe if we were talking 18 months or t- two years ago, um, and I was commuting every day, um, then I would say, oh, like Jamie just said, if you can, if I could drop some of my Steam games onto this every morning, and I could take it on the train with me, then it would be a lot more of an exciting product. Yeah. But I think because the world seems different now, this seems like a kind of useless product to me. And even the way, like I say, off nowadays with the Switch, my Switch is a docked system. Yeah, that's how my kids play it. Like they they take the controllers off and they play it on the TV. They don't walk around and play it. The only time they do that is for um, uh, ease when one of them is watching TV and the other one wants to play the Switch. And I can go, shump, there you go. <laughs> and then one of them sits on the sofa playing the Switch and the other one's watching TV. But I wouldn't buy something like this because I already have a PC with a monitor and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So maybe it's more me. Well, but- one, one last thought. Every single time you've been on YouTube or on Twitter and you've seen a comment on a game or the a comment on YouTube and leave a trailer and so on and so forth that said, this would be perfect for the Switch or why isn't this on the Switch or bring this out yeah. on the Switch, this is that platform. Yeah, the now stre- it is. The Stream Deck is the new. This should be on the Switch because every single, every single, every single game, every yeah. you don't have to hire fucking um, whoever to fucking port it. You don't have to hire the guys who made like fucking melted The Witcher three to make it run at thirty frames a second <laughs> to spend six months porting your game. If you want a game to be handheld and it's not a console exclusive to either Xbox or well, Nintendo or PlayStation. Um, if it's on the PC in any format, even if it's on Epic or Game Pass or whatever, Ooh. you can run it on the Stream Deck. Jamie, Jamie, Death mm-hmm. Stranding, handheld. Yeah, you can play that right now. And, exactly. you know, and yeah. hey, and Chris, how much would I? Why how much you choose no, to play how Death much, Stranding? How, how much would I have to pay to play Death Stranding um, on the Steam Deck after I bought one? Well, the the initial outlay of the. After I bought, yeah. after I bought one, yeah, nothing because yeah. it's in your library, nothing, and that's, that's the it. strength of it, and that's why I think it it will sell the millions. How, <laughs> how, how long? Ha- how long do you have to wait um, to play Death Stranding um, on the Nintendo Switch? 
forever, buddy. Yeah. Oh, the, that's that's right. For some fucking random porting studio in Austin, Texas, are going to spend the next twelve months re- reducing the fucking the drawing distance until you, it doesn't load in geometry, apart from six feet in front of you, so that the game can just about run at twenty four frames a second on average. And then they're going to put yeah. it on the Switch, and you're going to buy a box that doesn't even have a cartridge in it because the game is too big, and they can't be bothered to use the bigger cartridges because they're cheapskates. But think this. I do think there's a false equivalency between this and the Switch, and and this is what I think is the issue is going to be for them. Is and they, do you know what they're going to answer the question, which will be really interesting? Is are those people that say why isn't this on the Switch? Are they saying that because they want all these games portable, or are they saying that because they have a Switch already because it's the Switch Nintendo Switch, both, and they want more content on it? And I think you're going to find an interesting thing with the um, with the Steam Deck where you find out where the rubber meets the road and whether people are actually willing to lay out the same amount for a switch oled in order to have that functionality or are they this because this when the oled goes on sale because it oled goes on sale back end of this year doesn't it like december time when it comes out yes i think yeah yeah and obviously i don't i'm not sure oh so this releases december as well so that's going to be an incredibly interesting christmas or holiday as they like to say because the oled offers nothing (laughs) over the original Switch, apart from a slightly nicer display. It doesn't offer anything else, right? Except for a slightly nicer display. Uh, oh, sorry, and speakers. This... And a kickstand, Alex Jones. And a kickstand. This offers uh, quite a lot more, as we've said, potentially, if you just want to play PC games on the go. You would go for this. You wouldn't go for the, the Switch OLED. So it will be interesting to see which one um, does the sales. For me, I think that the Nintendo titles will completely answer that question um, but it'll be interesting to see the Nintendo titles the Nintendo titles that will not run at acceptable frame rates because Nintendo were pussies they pussied out of the Switch Pro they just released an OLED screen instead that means the Breath of the Wild 2 is still going to run at 16 frames <laughs> a second and fuck Nintendo um, okay. I was going to I'm, 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 I'm team stream deck baby I, I, I need As- to go to sleep I was also I was literally thinking as you started to say it, Jamie. I was literally thinking you can answer that question by just saying Breath of the Wild two. You've got two, you've got two systems like you're looking at. Which one shall I buy? And you go Breath of the Wild two. Oh, only on that, only on the OLED. I'll buy the OLED. Yeah, there are yes, there are going to be millions upon millions upon millions of people that will do exactly <laughs> that, that. Like this Christmas and next Christmas and beyond. But that doesn't mean there aren't millions left for Gabe. That's true. <laughs> How many people will own both? Those psychos. Well, one in Jamie. three. I don't think you have to be you a. Psych- I don't both. think you have to be a psycho to own both. Personally, yes, you do. No, you, you <laughs> like, you, like these things happen over the course of generations. If we're if we're talking about the same psychos that own, actually, we're not. The difficulty is, I was about to say, if we're talking about the same psychos that buy Playstations and Xboxes, then there's plenty to go around. But uh, we're not talking about those same psychos because of there's no argument to be made for exclusivity on the Stream Deck. I get that, but I don't know. This this makes sense to me on on some levels, and the the other thing I'm thinking of is there was a younger version of me that this also still made sense to, because I I, I persistently never had laptops that were uh, good enough for gaming, um, and I don't know the idea of a kind of a closed off system that took some of the guessing out of that process does appeal and would have appealed back in the day, but I don't know. Um, so <coughs> I feel like. Um, I feel like we should have clo- we should have closed it off with a get a, a bet or a gamble of some kind, but it's hard to know. Like they're probably not going to release will official this, numbers. Will for this, this thing. sell a million units? Yeah, by exactly. This time 
next year. Hey, hey, here's one. Will this sell well enough that they essentially do a revision or a new model or an update or a sequel kind of thing at some point? Yeah, let's find that in five years' time. I mean, Jonesy and I have made bets over longer periods of time, so... Have you? We're still waiting to see what year games go... Uh, <laughs> uh, Sony and Xbox stop oh, manufacturing consoles. Cloud gaming. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Oh, God. All right, come on. Call it, fellas. I mean... Yeah, I mean... Uh, what, will they, re- will they release a second version? Yeah, I'm saying... No, as in call this podcast, like, fucking wrap you, oh, you want to end tired. it? Oh, oh sorry. Uh, sorry. Chris, Apologies. Chris, if you want to wrap it up, that's all good. And we just got one more news story to get through, and then you can. S- I'm joking. Um, I will slap you. <laughs> I wanted to see if your I'll, face changes. I'll come over to you that. to your house, no. and I will slap you. L- luckily for Chris, it was a a a pretty clipped news week this week. There wasn't as much to talk about. People did shit last week, and if Valve hadn't saved us with the stream deck, then God knows what we'd have talked about. You probably would have bored you some other way. But uh, hopefully not too disastrous. I mean, you made it this far, right? And that says something. So thank you it, all so it's much. A, for... It's like a good solid two and a half hours. Like, you know, I'm sorry I'm cutting it short. <laughs> I don't feel like <laughs> you're cutting it short. I, we, I we, do need to get some sleep. We, 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 we extracted good conversation in the from, from, from a good few topics, um, one of which needs to now become the inspiration for a code word of some kind. Um, mm. My head my immediately goes to John McAfee. Um, I don't know what we... <laughs> I like it. Um, Gring, Saint Gringo. Gringo. <laughs> what, was the, what, was the, what was the name of the documentary? Gringo, The Dangerous Life uh, of Chris. Well, we said Greco, The Dangerous Life of Chris. Right? Yeah, so there you go. That's your co-word. Greco, The Dangerous Life of Chris Jonidas. And then if you, um, <laughs> you want like a bonus thing... Oh, du- yeah, double points if you can spell my surname. There you go. And uh, I'll also accept just uh, John... Presented by no sponsored by John McAfee's Stream Deck, <laughs> Steam Deck. I keep saying it wrong. I keep saying Stream Deck. That's not a see? good sign. You see? Yeah, no, you, you're, you're fucking autocorrecting yourself. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Anyway, yes, that's your code word. Get it down in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you are on YouTube, <laughs> then hey, maybe like the video if you haven't already. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any future uploads. And of course, you can find us on all the usual places. We're all on Twitter individually. We're on Twitter as a team at Super Show Pod. We sometimes stream on Twitch. Big shout out to Chris. He's always going at it maybe once every three Not weeks. Always. <laughs> yeah. So twitch.tv forward slash hot panic for that. Um, if you're listening on audio platforms, hey, maybe rate it five stars. That shit helps, apparently. I haven't noticed, but, you know, onwards and upwards. We'll keep growing. And uh, we'll be back again next week with more bullshit. Bye. <laughs> See ya. See ya.